Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but maybe nobody else does. Or maybe everybody else does. Whatever. Like this week. Well, maybe nobody likes it at all, and we just did it to fill time. I'm Elaine. <laughs> I'm Carly. John. No, somebody, li- somebody at this Tony. table likes it 100%. <laughs> but sometimes Tony doesn't even like them. He just thinks they'll be funny episodes. Right. <laughs> well, that's because he doesn't like us. <laughs> that's not true. I just <laughs> really wanted to know what we would say about Jason X. <laughs> Look, we had I, we had thoughts. Jack Frost was a funny moment in my life. Um, I I he love makes everybody watch that. the ability to pull up the episodes that we could watch. Where I go, man, I really liked watching Fright Night as a kid. Let me put that on and listen to make my uh, Johnny Lane and Carly talk about it for two hours. That's that's just that's what the podcast is worth, you know, <laughs> for me anyways. Well, you know... Because nobody else would do this with me. It really <laughs> annoys me. a lot of gummy bears. Thanks, uh, if Ben. I, if I call mm-hmm. up Ben or Vic, I go, hey, man, let's talk about Fright Night for two hours. They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you when you hate it. When you're a grown-up, if you want to keep a friendship strong, you have to make time for your friends. So this is a great way for us to make time to hang out. Um, but... I'm not getting you guys. I'll tell you. on me. It's upsetting how many times I think about red snow in a month. <laughs> <laughs> really? Still? It just every once in a while will pop in there and I'll be like, God fucking damn it. That's better funny. than yellow snow. Yikes. I don't I mean, think about Slither. John had never God. seen Sweeney Todd till the podcast. It changed his life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it certainly changed mine. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see his face, dear listener. Dear listener, this week on the podcast, it's Tony's birthday pick! Woohoo! It's my, my birthday! birthday. I had coffee this nice morning birthday, out of the Underappreciated Movie really Podcast did. mug that Audra made for John. Next and as I drank my coffee and watched nail polish videos, party. I read through Where's the board this? and it was making me giggle. We're <laughs> having a party. Yeah. You're having a party? Next year. We're having a party. On the radio. It's somebody else's party this year. We'll get to that later. I'm going to be 40. <laughs> Which is the perfect age to go to Polish and Booty Expo and spend a lot of money. It's also a perfect I'm not sure age about that second part. to have my birthday party at Topgolf. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you want to do Topgolf? Followed by a kegger at Tony's house. I think it's very important that we get we go on the bottom, though. Because if I get drunk, I will fall off. Like <laughs> Did you see that, that video. lady? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> The best part about that video is when she hits the bottom and the guys that were golfing on the bottom like run away. <laughs> As if they're afraid they just witnessed a murder. It just started raining women. Her lady just opened mouth laughed and I wanted to throw a gummy bear in there while she was laughing. Oh, you might choke her in. But I thought she would get really mad. Yeah. Well, you probably would not have hit my laughing mouth. Because when I'm laughing like a hyena, it's all over the place. But I really wanted to... <laughs> Probably just hit her in the face. <laughs> Got me in the tits. Speaking of gummy bears, every time that she says something that makes her look bad, I'm gonna throw a gummy bear at her. <laughs> Alright. Hey, that is in this movie. I forgot <laughs> when I got the bill of gummy bears, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's topical. <laughs> These so, aren't gummy bears, by the way. Speaking, These are the other kind, they're just fruit snacks. Speaking of oh. this movie. <laughs> Ben just threw his phone. Yeah, these are the, these are the Ben gummy bears. Yeah. I mean, they're good. Do we still have the good gummy bears? Yes. The I don't know. Pay. There's so much candy in because this fucking house. There were more of these. Because no one eats them. Because <laughs> we I don't do the Harbos. If we sat down and put them in between us, they're going to be gone. Carly is saving the best for last. There's also five pounds of these and only three pounds. Elaine eats the candy she likes the best 
first and then goes to the lesser. Carly's opposite. She eats the candy she likes the least first and then saves the That's better true. candy for I really last. Do. I, do I brought too. a nutrageous candy bar. I left it upstairs. I didn't eat it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like my treat for the ride home. <laughs> car <laughs> snacks. Sometimes when I close Hashtag at work. Car I get, snacks. When I close at work, sometimes, because um, we have snacks that we can give out to them for getting credit or for Whatever. being really great at customer service. But sometimes I just grab the whole bin and I say, you guys, we're all fabulous tonight. Take a car snack. <laughs> we all take a snack on the way home. Because I'm fun. Okay. Uh, what movie did you pick? Speaking of fun chicks. Gone Girl, 2014. Yeah. Creepiest movie ever. This movie has Rotten Tomatoes score of, critics score of 88 and audience score of 87. Metacritic gave it a 79. Is this the scariest movie since Single White Female? Mm-hmm. Uh, Single White know, Female scary? But it always makes me think of this song. Anybody know what it is? No. If you seek Amy. No. Because <laughs> the girl's name is Amy. Uh-huh. So the whole movie, I'm thinking about this song. I don't even know the words. And this is Fuck You. No, it's just If You, if you Seek Amy. Fuck me. This is Britney Spears. Yeah, this is Britney Spears making a dirty song. Because as you see, me, it's fuck me. Yeah. Well, I mean, hit me, baby, one more time. I don't think they were. You know, I also always enjoyed boxing. I'm a, the video for I'm a Slave for You with the giant snake. I don't know what it was about <laughs> girls and snakes, but somehow we thought that was very sexy. It yeah. must, it's, I, you know, Sama Hayek I mean, and Wayne's World that she does the video, even that far true. back. Wayne's World and then Sama Hayek in, um, From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Something about a sexy chicken mm-hmm. and a snake. I don't know. Okay, carry on. So the, budget, the next tangent. The budget was 61 million and the gross was 369 million yeah. and some change. So I made a little bit of money. A little bit. Uh, Fincher apparently wanted Affleck for this role because he knew he could fake a smile very well. Reese Witherspoon obtained the film rights and was planning to play Amy, and Fincher said, yeah, no. <laughs> You're not a good actress. No, well, it's not that she's not a good actress. She's, she's too just, wholesome for this. Yeah. She's not like evil, and she can't pull off The way they put it in the trivia is that she got the rights, but when Fincher became attached and said his direction for the character she this is what the trivia said she realized she was not right for the part yeah. which is a kind way of saying he's like yeah. oh you're not my amy and he's seeking amy but she had the right so she could have fired him and said i'm playing amy but yeah. she didn't because she, she realized she yeah, she could pull it off because there has to be like you have to be a sinister this actress plays it very well rosamund pike yeah um reach for this one would have been it was also uh, Shirley's Theron and um, would also have done very yeah. good. Shirley's Theron, Natalie Portman, also could pull it off. I think she could too. <laughs> Kira Knightley would have been good in this because she's got that crazy look in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh yeah, she's crazy. <coughs> I'm not sure that Kira Knightley could had the acting. I like Kira Knightley, but I don't think she has the acting chops for this. They also considered Jessica Chastain, which would have been another oh, great yeah. choice. That would have been I good too. So. I think she's overrated. But I'm not a big fan. I do appreciate Reese Witherspoon buys the rights to books that w- women have written to make sure that they become movies about women, and I think that's cool. And then for her to she does star in quite a few of them, but for her to be like, no, this is what I shouldn't. <laughs> and most of the ones really that. Reese Witherspoon uh, stars in are very women positive. Mm-hmm. This one's not so yeah. much. <laughs> this one is 
creepy as fuck. This is the opposite of women positive. This is like, yeah, I don't want to get involved with women ever. But it's good because these, one thing that bothers me about this stuff is these movies have to exist. You have to have women shown as bad people. You have to have minorities shown as bad people. It can't always be, you know, always a positive light because that's censorship. You know? I'm trying to think of other movies. Yeah, they tried that in the 30s in Germany. She's a lot of women actually in the podcast. Who's that? First of all, she plays uh, Jane in, in yes. The Pride and Prejudice that you like, and I and don't. You don't. Yep. But she I knew that. was the wife in what we did on our holiday. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> she was also James Bond. Die another day. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she was in Jack Reacher. They, we were listening to a yeah. podcast on the way here about it. And she was in that Wheel of Time series that they're doing on Amazon Prime that I'm too afraid to watch because I think they're going to make me angry, and I would rather just watch the books or read the books again. Yeah. Hot take. Well, Lane thinks the book's going to be better. <laughs> it's written by Gillian Finn, directed by David Fincher. He did, he did, uh, he's welcome back. He did Seven, Social Network, The House of Cards, and Fight Club. <coughs> he's a welcome back to the podcast. From Fight Club. From Fight Club. I thought there was something else, too, that he did. Well, I don't know. That I couldn't remember. And I was like, that was him? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Starring Ben Affleck. Obviously, he's been on the podcast before. He was in Chasing Amy, Suicide Squad, Batman vs. Superman, Armageddon. Have you seen his... That weird movie about him being a drunk. The Way Back. The Way Back. back. Have you seen his commercials with um, Matt Damon for Dunkin' Donuts? They're amazing. (laughs) I have not seen that. Really? I'm really upset about it It's awesome that they can make fun of each other and themselves that way. That's pretty cool. (laughs) It's, It's amazing that... So they wear... Like these full Dunkin' Donuts outfits, all the way mm-hmm. down to the shoes, and they—I don't know if that's his real accent, or like he's. Well, they're from Massachusetts, aren't they? Right, but I don't know if that's, his real, accent, know if that's his real accent. Like he may have had an accent similar to that when he was growing up, but he has not lived in that area no. for a very yeah. long time. I mean, I'm sure he's. Well, it might be something he can just turn on. Yeah. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and it might be a little exaggerated. Accents are <laughs> like that. Like Elaine doesn't like when I talk to some people back home because then I. Oh, have an I guess I thought he did um, the Mindhunter movie, but he did the TV show, not the movie. Oh. He did do Alien Three, which makes me want to watch it again. Because mm-hmm. that's not a bad one. That's the one I with think, the space jail. Yeah, I think that is an interesting movie, but people just didn't. Mr. Gordon Weaver. They didn't want. Alien. Yeah, well, there's a lot of. We're sitting in a room and an alien comes to the Raptors, yanks us the fuck out, and everybody screams the, and runs. Was that the one with the Winona Ryder? Mm-mm. No, it's before all that. That this was the like fourth a, one. That was Alien Resurrection. It's like a She's mining one. prison planet type Yeah, thing. she, like, after she this escapes. This one where she was bald. Yes, this is the one yeah. where she was bald, and she escapes, and she finds out that there is an alien inside her, and she kills herself by jumping into an incinerator. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be the end of the series, but they were like, no, money. Yeah, true. Rosemary Pike's obviously in this. We talked about her. She's great. NPH. She, oh, she's terrifying in this. Yeah. Which makes her fantastic. Neil Patrick Harris is in this. You know, mm-hmm. obviously from How I Met Your Mother and Dr. Horrible Sing Along, but I don't think he's been on the podcast or anything. Um, not yet. And if he was, it was probably small. He's not. He's less of a movie person, more of a TV Oh, show. I'm going to pick a movie that he was in. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? <laughs> the Christmas movie. Oh, that 8-bit thing? No. Carolyn Kumar Christmas. Mm-hmm. With Neil Patrick Harris has a cameo on it. You can't do that 8 bit Christmas instead? <laughs> <laughs> was, One day, maybe angling. I'll pick Dr. Orville's sing along book. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'd actually. That was pretty fantastic. Harold and Kumar well. Go to White Castle is a pretty terrible. It does not hold up well, but I remember that so fondly. Mm. Probably shouldn't watch it again. 
Carrie Coon's in this. She was really good in The Leftovers. <coughs> she was in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, oh, yeah. Tyler Perry's in this from the Medea movies. <laughs> I like Tyler Perry. I think he is a good amazing actor. Tyler Perry has like a compound that he lives I, on where they make movies. I just, I feel like I everybody. He, lives here or he just owns it. But either way, I feel he like, owns a compound where they make movies. Well, but like, all right, so when you think about Tyler Perry, you think about Medea and all of those crazy Medea movies. But like, he's a very he's good a actor. Good actor. Yeah. I feel like we should be seeing him in these crazy do- dramas Actually, all the time. So, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, no. Did we do Star Trek 2? Was he in Star Trek 1? He's in Star Trek 2. Oh, oh, God. Either way. He's the judge that judges Kirk mm-hmm. in, the, in the thing, but whatever. Oh, yeah. I think that's part two. We didn't do that. Missy Pyle's in this. She's a small role, but she's a welcome back to the podcast. She was in Galaxy Quest. She plays yes. the Nancy Grace wannabe, which makes me not puke. <laughs> so, disclaimer. If you haven't seen this movie... Watch the movie first, because this is one of those movies like Fight Club or Sixth Sense, where if you haven't seen it, this will ruin it, and it, you can't yes. get that back. Yeah, first I saw this, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so the film opens up to uh, mine and a few of my friends think is one of the best opening lines to a movie or book they've heard ever. Mm-hmm. He says, when I think of my wife, I always think of her head. I picture cracking her lovely skull and spooling her brains trying to get answers. Amy lays on Nick's chest and stares at him that with dead eyes. So I asked his wife, how do you feel about that? Smile <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's, good line, but it's so disturbing. It makes you read more is the point, though. And I don't think it's like a great t- subject, but the point of a book's first line is it makes you... Well, it makes you think that he on? kills her. It makes you think that he's going to murder her mm-hmm. because it's so sinister. But it's also... You're always wondering. Also, some people just think, what is she thinking? Yeah. How come I want to I want the other day I said to one of my students, I wish I had the key to unlock your brain cuz I just want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> yes, because it is one of those things you're always thinking about. What are you thinking? What's going on in there? But the way it's so sinister the way yeah. that he's <laughs> We cut to establishing shots of the town. It's a pretty drab, dying place with very few people, at least from the beginning shots. We see Nick, Nick out in front of his house, uh, pulling trash cans. It says they say it's July fifth, the morning of. Nick goes to the bar. It's a bar he and his twin sister Margot own. He brings her a game, Mastermind. She says thank you. She hates it and adds it to the pile. And obviously, the pile of games is uh, <coughs> foreshadowing to the movie. It's Mastermind. Let's make a deal. Emergency life. life. And a Ouija board. Now, for some reason, I thought that all the adults at this bar were going to be playing games, and it didn't happen. And I was a little disappointed that this, that this cool bar wasn't just one of those places you go to do board games with I mean, people. perhaps you could ask for them. And then, maybe maybe, maybe it's a night. choice. We don't really get to see it when it's... I know. Popping. That's not the point of the whole movie, but... It's like, yo, did you go to the bar? Yeah, they had my uh, mastermind night. Yeah. It's awesome. Now... So Margo, I tell you, I go on night or a board game if, night would get me to a bar. If we had been, if last night, Why are you pointing my finger at, when we were at Saki's with um, Joe and Angie, if they had had a pile of board games, we would have played one. No. Yes. No. Me and Angie would have played. Didn't invite us. Depends <laughs> on how long the board. Did game you want to go all the way down to Seaboard to go to a restaurant? Yeah. Oh, That's why I didn't invite is. you. No. 
I know where it is in the... It's down by the courthouse in Virginia. I don't oh, like wow. having to go no, to the No, it's further ocean. north than that. I Damn. think that's too far. It's on General well, I, went, I know, wow. but Carly didn't want to go that far. That's why I didn't ask him. Uh, one of the people that I used to work with, Open Day Restaurant, it was oh. their song oh. open, so I wanted to go, and then John... Well, then you might have been able to convince me and, to go. <laughs> But Joe lives like a mile from there. Uh, He's like, that's where his new house is. So we're like, somebody that used to work with Jessica opened an ice cream shop, not far from her house actually. And so one day I was like, let's go get ice cream at your friend's place. We're probably gonna go back at some point. So. <laughs> and we'll let you. Know but how I didn't think you'd want to go. And when we were trying to figure out when we were podcasting, um, oh, Tony had plans. There was. It seemed like you had something happening on Saturday. So I was like, it was him, and I thought I did. But it turns out I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'd had a conversation where I was invited to do something I didn't want to do. <laughs> and then, because I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I must be doing something else. Then I was convinced I was doing something else, but I wasn't. I did a puzzle. <laughs> well, Margo senses Nick is upset and pours him a whiskey. He says it's his and Amy's five-year anniversary, and he is not happy with his marriage. We cut to Amy's diary. She explains how her meeting Nick... It's a party, and it's, I think, is one of the best meet-cutes I've seen uh, in a long, long time. Um, it's okay. Think? I think... I he's think very he's, charming. I how charming. don't find him charming. Really? Mm. I find him pretentious, and this would not have worked on me. I prefer a little bit sillier of a meet-cute. Okay. I feel that he was pretentious and snobby. Hmm. Talking well, down. He was. he was. But, but now, that's, she likes that. But though. she likes that. Yeah, and she she's. And that's him starting yes. right off the bat, yeah. being somebody that maybe he's not. Because maybe you would have liked the real him. I might have. Because <laughs> I would play Mastermind in a bar with his sister. That sounds like a great time to me. But. Yeah, I would have probably worked at that bar. But I would not have. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't like, I don't like him here. I don't think he's all that great, but I'm not supposed to like him or her, so it's fine because they're both terrible. Well, you play mm-hmm. through the movie, you play back and forth, whether you like him or her. I'll tell you about when we get there, I'll tell you about how I got so afraid for her, which is so dumb. <laughs> um, in this scene, it's to me and probably John, it's very remind it's very similar, reminds me of the conversation he has at Meow Mix with uh, and chasing Amy. There's a lot of like back and yeah. forth. You're from here. I know them. Blah, blah, you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Very similar in cadence. So Nick pulls Amy away from the party. They continue to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy's apprehensive, but being charmed by Nick. But she says he has a villainous chin. He says, "Okay, well, whenever he holds his fingers to his chin, he's promising, and he won't break that." Covers up the villainous chin so that she'll believe. <laughs> Which is funny because he got cast as Batman during this movie. And it's all about his chin. <laughs> I mean, if you look at those cartoons and the drawings. I mean, Batman, all you really see on his face is his chin. He has a strong jawline. Well, then how does he have a villain in his chin? He's Batman. The most heroic of heroes. Well, Batman is a vigilante. Is he the most heroic? <laughs> is he a hero or is he kind of a villain? <laughs> I heard I of very... have arguments about that with Superman because they're like, man, Superman's such a good hero. But he's invulnerable. Like, is he? If I jump in front of a bullet and it can't hurt me, is that really... Well, I saw one of those things... I'm saving you, but I'm not in any danger. (laughs) Two interesting pieces of tangent. Uh One, I saw one of those things where it has, like, the nine superheroes, and it says pick two to to defend you, and the other... And the rest of them are going to... I'd kill you, so but one you... of them is Superman, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. You pick Superman, and you just pick whichever other one you want, because you're always going to pick Superman. 
-hmm. He's not a bad choice. Yeah, he's a, the problem is that he's pick whichever other one you like as a person. person. <laughs> because, <laughs> so y'all can hang out. Yeah. Yeah. He's super man. Who are you gonna sit in popcorn with? The other intriguing tangent. I saw this thing about Batman that somebody had a fan theory that the reason that Batman's face cowl only covers uh, half his face is so that the police would know he's white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. No, that's incredibly racist and stupid. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting interpretation. Mm -hmm. no. I have not ever seen a black depiction of Batman, though. There's a couple. Mm -hmm. Not there's Batman, usually... but his bad family. There's but bad, yeah, but, there's, but they usually do at least one depiction of every superhero with a and I have not seen one of Batman not that I'm into comics in any way shape or form because I <laughs> she's got nine long boxes of comics to see mm -hmm. not really yeah but they're she all Archie them, comics 40, <laughs> she keeps her 40k stuff on yeah but he, she got those just to prove that Archie was gay <laughs> I don't really care if Archie was gay or not. No, it's a callback to Chasing Amy, remember? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, as they walk down the streets of New York, Nick sees something. I don't, all my comics are, uh, oh, God, what was the name of her comic? Are you seeing Routine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it's not cute. me, because I have Chick white stuff. But you have white hate and coon? I have white hate and coon. <laughs> <laughs> all you European motherfuckers are hiding in the caves, scared of the sun. <laughs> oh, man. Black rage. Yeah, we didn't do that movie. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was we did. so good. You yeah. should re-listen. I may. They're walking down the streets of New York, and uh, Nick wants to show something to Amy. It's a large bakery, and they're having a night shipment of pallets of sugar. The results are hundreds of pounds of sugar just being thrown around makes a sugar storm. When the air is filled with it, it's like snow. These poor workers. All I can think is all that sugar dust in their fucking exactly. lungs. Exactly. With no fucking Like, mask. sometimes I put sugar in the in my little sugar pour for coffee, and it puffs up in my mm, face, yeah. and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, I, you're going to, in a sugar storm? Hell no. <coughs> yeah, then we're going to have a nice egg. little first kiss on that. Like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm allergic to sugar. I like this miniseries called North and South, and he owns a cotton mill mm -hmm. back yep, in the 100%. day. And they're like, you get fluff in your, in your lungs. Fluff in your <laughs> And, of course, and there's just white shit because it's cotton. Just floating out now, And this is one of those things where there's a, Pre-COVID and a post-COVID, because if they made that now, all those people would have masks on. Oh, yeah. To keep the sugar out. Because now that you got used to wearing masks, there's things that you would never have thought to wear a mask to that now you fucking do. And they would all 100% be wearing a fucking mask. And we all have masks now. They're everywhere. I would. It's just one of those interesting things. I have one my Bane mask. Like, I'm like, why are they wearing masks? <laughs> one of the things I miss about wearing masks, I didn't have to smell all the terrible things when I had a mask on. <laughs> You could still wear a mask. Nobody stops Parking you. lots are stinky places. <laughs> yeah, you can walk around wearing a mask. Don't really. yeah. New York is a stinky place. <laughs> Agreed. It's not as stinky if you have a mask. No, I'm just saying. It's one of those odd things that you don't think about it till you till it happened. And now you're like post-COVID, pre-COVID. Post-cell right, cool. phones, pre-COVID. So, phone. Sugar yeah. Storm. Amy likes this it's a Sugar long Storm and... Uh, Trapes around through it, spinning. Hands is like she's in the snow. Barry Edwards says her hands here. It's going to be sticky. Nick <laughs> explains that the thing about a sugar storm is you can't go through it without getting a kiss. And he wipes some of the sugar off her lips and kisses her. Um, then, speaking of kissing lips, we cut to the bedroom. And uh, Amy stops Nick's eating and tells him that she really likes him. I thought you were going to say kissing lips. lips. That's what I said. <laughs> well, I got it. He's practicing the American art of muff diving. <laughs> cut. <laughs> cut to Nick and Margot playing life. Is that right? What else movie? Uh, Van Wilder. 
um, declining life, to which Nick says he never got the point. Margo says, yeah. Margo's shirt uh, says, protect your nuts. <laughs> another foreshadowing. She asks if Amy is going to do the dumb treasure hunt thing. Nick says, yeah. It's designed to make me... Uh, un- uh, oh, I can't read my word there. The... Oh, it's designed to make me realize. Just show me all the ways I failed. Basically. I'm an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Margo asks, "Well, what's the anniversary item for five years?" He says, "Wood." Oh, well, then he says, "But I don't know what to get her because there's no cool gifts for wood." And I'm like, "Wow, there's lots of cool gifts for wood." She that says, "Aren't fucking her brains out." <laughs> she says, "Well, go home, fuck her brains out, and hit her in the face with your dick, and say, how about that for wood, bitch?'" Good guess. It's a good guess. Yeah. Now. He, in the scene, he talks about how the first year he got paper and she got a, a journal. And I was so sad that the journal that she uses to frame him for murder is not the journal she bought him for their first anniversary. <laughs> because I need it to be. Because when the police said, have you seen this? And he says, no. He should have said, yeah, that's mine. She bought that for me. For our first anniversary. She found it because I never Never used it. it. If somebody gave me a journal and then went in my office three years later, they would find that empty fucking journal because I can't write in a journal. I can't do it. My mom gave me this very fancy journal with handmade paper. And I've never used it once. John, actually, John was actually talking about uh, getting the thing to write down recipes for drinks in it. And I'm like, I got this journal. I got a fancy journal. So if God. Tony gave me a journal for our first anniversary and then wanted to do something like this, he would easily be able to find that journal empty. <laughs> He's probably already filled it with random writing and or in three episodes of the podcast plus some cartoons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we do have a lot of random notebooks dude, around our house. I have at least 30 to 40 in my office alone. Another so, five in his car. <laughs> the bar gets a call. It's Nick's neighbor, Wally. Nick and Amy's cat has gotten out. Nick runs home. After he grabs her up, bleaker, he sees that the front door is wide open. He looks around. Amy's not there. And a glass table is flipped over and smashed in his living room. The police arrive. Detectives Boney and Gilpin arrive, are there. Um, Nick shows them the smashed table and the overturned ottoman. He says, I'm not someone that's easy to panic, but... This looks like something. I can't find my wife, but I did find this. It's a little suspicious. <laughs> they look around and ask some questions. He and Amy moved here from New York three years ago when his mom got ill, and he and his sister owned the bar. Oh, that's the dude from Almost Famous. Yeah. Bonnie sees Amy Warren Miller. was ironing a nice dress, and she goes, was it date night? He goes, well, it's my anniversary. She goes, hmm. She marks things with small tags. In the kitchen, she spies a small spatter. Looks like it might be blood. She marks that with tape. Another post-its. Post-its. <laughs> While looking over Amy's office, bon- Bonnie finds out that there's a series of YA middle grade books called Amazing Amy. And these books are based off of Amy's adolescence, written by her mom and drawn by her father. <coughs> we cut to a flashback release party where a new Amazing Amy book is being released. Amy and Nick wonder... Uh, wander around looking at everything. Amy's frustrated that the whole thing is and tired of hearing about amazing Amy. She says she knows this is why she has a trust fund, but it's still tough to deal with. And her parents appear. Amazing Amy is now grown up and getting married. So the reporters want to talk to Amy for some fun quotes. Amy says, sure, I love when strangers pick at my scabs. The reporters give her a hard time for not actually being married. 
and Nick comes in to save her. He kind of mocks the journalists and questions um, questions them. It is not the time to tell anybody that I have a nice vagina. Sure, so it is. She has a world class vagina. And very proposes. upset by that. <laughs> it's not okay. Perfect timing. Amy says, suddenly the night wasn't so bad anymore. Hard cut to Nick getting his mouth swabbed for DNA and gun res check on his hands. Then detectives explain that forensics is at his home right now, so he'll have to make arrangements to stay somewhere else. He says he can stay at his sister's house. And they are going to uh, have a press conference tomorrow. Nick is taken aback by how fast this is all moving. She asks, what does he do, 10 bar? He goes, well, I own the bar. He goes and teaches creative writing classes at the community's college. He says, what is, she says, what does Amy do all day? Um, she has like five degrees. He says, I don't know. She reads a lot. Does she do drugs? No. Well, who are her friends? She doesn't have any. Well, where were you this morning? I went and got coffee and then went to the beach to read the paper. It's well, very concerning. It's, she doesn't have any friends. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't do anything all day. She has no... Yeah, but, like... And if she you, thinks she's better than everyone. That's true. <laughs> and, of course. But, like, really, if you were married to someone and you, like, after you came out of the fog of your mom dying and you realized your wife has no job and no friends and no hobbies and doesn't do, like, you would be, tr- like, like, you need <coughs> to try to get her to do something. Yeah. Instead, he just has an affair with the teenager. And it's also, you well, get to Twinkie in the city. But it's also hard to make friends at that at at this age that we're at. Yes, it is hard. And apparently when he goes out with his friends, he's like, you wouldn't like him. Yeah, I, I think that. I think some of that is him sleeping with Andy. Yes, because he's, he's not going out with his friends. Yeah. He's going out to she, have She food. wants to come. He's like, oh, you wouldn't like it. I'm like, yeah, he was definitely going to bang But I tell home. you what, there are plenty of times where I go out or Tony goes out and we're like, do bang you want other, the other to oh. come? And we're like, no, this is not your scene. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we don't also go out together. Oh. I'm going to... There's no gummy bears to throw at him. We, we ate them all. Sorry, <laughs> get some more gummy bears, please. Nick says, I wouldn't say she's standoffish, but she's complicated. No, you're going to throw them at Tony. And she's like, complicated is a code word for bitch. That's what it is. <laughs> he goes, well, what's her blood type? He goes, I don't know. He goes, so you don't know her friends. You don't know what she does all day. And you don't know her blood type. Are you guys married? All right, Tony. What's my blood type? I don't know what my blood yeah, type is. Yeah, I don't is. know. <laughs> John asked me what my blood type is, so I told him. And he goes, you know what my blood type is? And then I told him his blood type. Ooh, Elaine's that, that wife that knows. The best part of this whole scene is Tony's after he leaves type. the room and the cop, the one, the street <laughs> cop says to the detective, should I know my wife's blood type? And she's like, no. no. Well, you could ask Tony, who are your wife's friends? And he would be able to at least say Elaine and her sisters. <laughs> I mean, but she's a voracious reader. You could say, <laughs> what does she do all day? He's like, well, is she either at work or she's doing a puzzle or she's watching nail polish videos? <laughs> Or she's playing this vampire a, survivor game. I got her playing on the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. It's not, a, uh, not a complicated. I'm not that complicated. <laughs> and he goes, well, do you think her parents can be here? The, her parents will be here tomorrow for the press conference? He goes, I don't know. I haven't talked to them. And she goes, you haven't talked to them yet? He goes, no, I've been here with you. Getting swabbed in DNA. And she goes, well, don't call them. Yeah. What do you What do you think he did when he saw this overturned table and broken glass everywhere? Yeah. And the front door was open. 
and he called you. Do you yeah. think he called his parent, their parents, to go? Did she come surprise visit you in New York? Because <laughs> she it's disappeared. A weird, it's a weird, and there's creepy shit at my house. <laughs> it's a weird thing that every all everybody has their own little. Um, I don't know what you call it, but like their own tolerance for stuff. If I came home and your clothes were all over the floor and there was blood, I wouldn't call 911 immediately. I would look around. I'd call a couple of people like, what the fuck is going on? You know, but some people would just immediately 911. You know, it's, everybody does stuff I'm not a calling John's mom till I know that they, uh, there's a reason to call his exactly. mom. Exactly. <laughs> because she's going to freak out. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, and you're going to be completely normal. But it would be. No, but like, <laughs> I'm not. Well, they like, must have the market corner on freaking out. That's she true. She doesn't want to share that shit. <laughs> but I'm not she going would to call me to freak out with her. Right. <laughs> yes. If something weird happened and I felt the need to call the police because I think John might have been kidnapped, I'm going to call you guys before I'm going to call his parents or my parents. Because I'm not going to call them until I definitely know there's a problem. Because they're going to come. Well, and, and, and then Tony I have to deal with them and then with whatever's happening with well, John. Don't Tony you need to problem. call my parents, yeah, though, and go, like have you heard from Carly? Because yeah. we do go over there minimum yeah, twice the time, a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, be a safe and they are the people that be, we call if there's a problem. <laughs> but it also wouldn't be like, it's a joke, you know? So you call your parents in other states and they're like, oh, John was joking. <laughs> Sorry that I riled but up you everyone. You could do that with my parents. Yeah, yeah. If you call your parents, they might think it is a joke. They literally live one stoplight away. Yeah. They're the people we call. My car won't start. We got a flat yeah. tire. We got. <laughs> Can you come help? Yeah. But one day you're gonna come home, and I'm not gonna be here. Why? Because I'm working late. This will be at work. <laughs> it's gone, John. I'll be home right. And I'm aware of it already. <laughs> I'll, I'll be home right. I'm looking at my phone, going, "He's right there." Every morning, <laughs> every morning and every night, we discuss what we're working that day. <laughs> what time are you getting off? What are you doing? What time are you getting off? What are you doing? <laughs> Who are you gonna be with? He discusses every day. Me and Carly just track each other on Google Maps. I could track. No, we don't. Well, to. I can tell John a week in advance, but he won't remember. Well, I could find a way, man. And every time I think I know John's schedule, then something different is happening. Like he'll be have court that day or something. I got it. I got it. <laughs> He's always in court. The damn Tony lost speeder. his phone in the front yard one day. No, no, I found and you. So ever since we track it, because gotcha, way easier. <laughs> okay. Then we wouldn't have driven all over else? creation trying to find also, a phone that was in our fucking front yard. My son's in San Diego right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick speaks to Amy's mother for a moment. She immediately doesn't want to talk to him anymore and wants to talk to the detective. Nick is basically being treated like an idiot, and it's to win sympathy with us. While waiting, Nick sees his dad in the other room. Uh, he has dementia. This makes me so angry. And the police have been trying to get in touch with him, but he's been dealing with his Amy stuff. He's very short with his dad and with the detective, or the cop, in front of the... Uh, and this is all in front of Detective Bone, Boney, and Nick returns his dad to the home. Let's talk about this for a second, because this upsets me so much. First of all, they say, your father wandered out of assisted li- his assisted living facility at noon, and we've been trying to get a hold of you all day. Why? First of all, I have a twin sister. So if you can't yes. get a hold of me, you call my sister. Yeah. Second of all, if you know who he is, and that he lives in an assisted living facility, why you fucking then why don't you fucking yeah. call them? Just take him back. <laughs> because he obviously doesn't have his faculties, which is why he lives there. So guess what? They'll come fucking get him. That's their yeah. job. It'd or you different. could have brought him back. You don't have to yeah. sit here with him all afternoon. Like, <laughs> you, 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 what? like yeah. this made me so angry because... You could have said, 
We found him on the side of the road. We brought him here. We checked his fingerprints. We found out who he was because he has dementia. He's your father. We've been trying to call you for the last 10 or, minutes. That makes a little more sense. Or like, we've been trying to figure out who he is all yeah. day. But, but like that doesn't make any sense. It, it really bothers me. This, yeah. this that, is, that was not good. Yeah, they knew who he was, where he was from. You do know that my sister lives here and is probably at the bar. <laughs> like, Great name. To show how ir- easily he gets angry and frustrated. Right. All the, They didn't need to show that they were looking for him all day. They just needed to show that his father has a mental, uh, as a like dementia Alzheimer's issue. Dementia, and then yeah. show him arguing with his father and this thing. Like, why do you call me? He's got ideas. Like, you know. There's a lot of points in the movie where they're trying to manipulate us watching it. And this is a bad one. A lot of them are very good. <coughs> Most of them are very good. This I one just, is not great. It bothered me. It stuck out because it seemed not as clever as the rest of the script. Mm-hmm. We cut to Amy's diary. She and Nick have gone to the library. This is two years in. And bang in the part. Uh, bang as part of the scavenger Mm-mm. hunt. No, thanks. They find a Pride and Prejudice book. Amy, uh, uh, what's her Identified name? with Lizzie Bennett. What's her name is... is Jane Austen? Uh, the main character. The character. Lizzie Bennett. No. I don't know Amy. what you're talking about. Well, then stop answering. Amazing Amy? Yeah. <laughs> Which the funny thing is, is that she actually p- played one of the That's bad sisters, but not Lizzie. But not Lizzie. Yeah. She played Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was good Jane. She was a good Jane. I like, I actually, that's one of the casting choices I like better than the 95 version. I like her as Jane better. Rosamund Pike, she's a pretty impressive actress. Because <laughs> Jane to, is the opposite of Amy. <laughs> After this, they go to a Chinese restaurant. Amy gives him his gift, cotton sheets. He looks upset. Amy tries to explain, but he's only upset because he got her the same sheets. And she says, we're so cute, I want to punch us in the face. We cut to present. Marco asks Nick if he has a lawyer. He says he doesn't need one. He's not guilty. Marco says, well, did they ask about her friends? He says, yeah, I told her, but I told her that she didn't have any because she's complicated. And she <laughs> says, Nick, everyone knows that complicated is code for bitch. We see Nick getting random calls, but he hides them from Margo. Margo admits she doesn't like Amy, but uh, she doesn't want anything bad to happen to her. And whoever took her is bound to bring her back. Cut to Nick and Amy's house. Forensics are all over the place. Um, a pregnant lady, lady walks up, and Detective Boney is like, who are you? And she goes, I'm Noelle. I'm Amy's best friend. And Detective goes, oh, well, we really want to speak to you then. But give us like 30 minutes. She gets bath time. Yeah. Like, bitch, you came over here to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. But she also has triplets, so mm-hmm. it's so just understandable. leave your number, and we'll call and make an appointment. But it's understandable that she would prioritize her kids over the cops. But she's pregnant and has triplets. Jesus. This is a yeah. busy lady who has to busy. pee a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Inside forensics tests a small splatter. It's blood. And they're going to do a luminol sweep. Um, everybody that doesn't know. We luminols, found blood in the kitchen. How interesting. They put, on a, they put on blood, it glows. Or fair blood. There's probably a little bit of blood in every kitchen. <laughs> Definitely is in our kitchen. Well, do you know how many times I cut myself? <laughs> Constantly. Not as at bad work, as Tony's kitchen. At work the other day, I got and two. Hallway and bathroom. And front right, porch that's true. And neighbor's driveway. God, I hope they never live in all your house. That's I, not I, where you live now. No, but I, I did tell you they thought I was trying to kill myself, right? Yeah. yeah. They, had, they had a guy come over to talk to me afterwards. I'm like, dude, if I was going to kill myself, I wouldn't do it this way. <laughs> 
stabs stab himself in the leg. He stabs himself in the groin to kill himself. <laughs> That's hardcore, dude. That's I don't want to live anymore. Well, you stab didn't really feel it, so I guess it's probably a good place. I guess. I'm, I'm, you'll learn something new. All right. Oh, All right. Well, Disclaimer. God. Do not do it. No, no. Do not try this. No. Kids, listen, listen to me. Don't try this again. <laughs> Uh, forensics tests the blood spatter, it's Amy's, blo- or it's human, blah, blah, blah. The other detective, um, gets Nick's info. The house, utilities, the bar, everything that he can find is in Amy's name. Which is weird because Nick has a job now. hmm So, you would think something would be in his name. Yeah. Like, and- when they move there, of course, everything's in her name. But at this point, he has two jobs, you would think. Mm-hmm. So you think that something would be in his name? Yes, but I know this is her money from some trust fund or whatever. But they're still married. Why wouldn't yeah. his name be on it? Yeah. Well, because she's a crazy person, <laughs> and they have the prenup, and this is her yeah. money. So ain't no punk holla. We want prenup. So I think there was an aspect of she's using her money for you, and she probably never let you forget that. So she- <laughs> no, she's not gonna. So here's the problem with that. It shouldn't have been thought of as her money. It's their money. They're married. Hmm. You're welcome. Well, it's probably not something that bothered him the first two years of their marriage when they were still happy. But that last... I don't know if she got a prenup, so... Or her parents might have insisted. Probably. Because at the time they got married, her trust fund was was over a million dollars. Well, as they walk around, one of the detectives finds something in Amy's underwear drawer. She says, I think this might be a clue. And it's an envelope that says clue one. People who refuse to, um, if you have money, you should get a prenup. Because if they refuse to sign the prenup, you should not be marrying them. Mm -hmm. Because if you really love each other, you don't give a shit. You sign that prenup. Who cares? Yeah. Because I'm not getting divorced. (laughs) So now we're July 6th, one day gone. Mm -hmm. Nick wakes up. He wants to take a shower, but Margo says, don't. You want to look like you've been up all night worried. Thanks. Don't come off angry or too glib. Nick and Margo go to the courthouse to do a press conference. The detectives are there with Amy's parents. Press is everywhere. Nick steps up, gives a very basic cold address, like maybe three sentences, and then steps down. Amy's parents step up and go into a long speech of how precious Amy is and how special mm-hmm. she was and how they, were, they love her so much and she's amazing. And they have set up a command center, a phone line for tips, and a website already. But all we know about her parents is that they used her adolescence to fund their lifestyle. So yeah. there's, they seem so fucking fake. Also, they are not going to react the same way that Nick did. Yeah. They are removed from the situation right. completely. They're in another state. The whole time they were on the plane, they could have been playing and stuff. And so, you know, yeah. and, and they have people. Yeah. <laughs> tell them what to say and what to do. They got a publicist. This yeah. is going to get books out. Like, this yeah. Regardless of the outcome, this is a positive impact on their income. I'll tell you what right now. Because these books are going to, sales are going to skyrocket. Like Like, hotcakes. Like people immediately are a little bit suspicious of him with his cold address. But the reality is he is in the middle of it. He's not removed. He doesn't have people. And maybe he's trying not to break down on TV. Well, the That's not what he's trying to do, but you know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a giant poster of Amy, uh, you know, look, looking for Amy. And it says, if you seek Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the reporter's telling And he smiles Nick, with it, and it's yeah. so bad. And it's like, dude! <laughs> and when he does, Marvel goes, fuck. And it mumbles it to herself. It's pretty funny. 
We cut to a debrief with the two detectives, Nick um, and Amy's parents. The parents bring up Desi Collins, a high school boyfriend that became obsessed with Amy, and they had to file a restraining order. He attempted suicide after she broke up with him. And Nick's like, yeah, I know all about Desi. There's also Tommy Harris. Eight years ago, he broke up with her and got very physical. And Nick's like, I didn't know anything about that guy. Um, and the dad's like, we don't know what happened. It was just bad. Yeah, and my she left filed nut. charges. He had no idea. I'm sorry. If your daughter's um, filing rape charges on someone, you know about it. Would you? So Yes. I wouldn't tell my dad if I was filing rape charges on somebody. Ever. Yeah, that kind of thing doesn't just stay hidden. Yeah, but if you're an adult, I don't no, no, have to. No, no, t- let, me, let, me, let me rephrase this. Let me rephrase this, okay? If Amazing Amy filed rape charges, <laughs> that's public information. Dad, no. Well, that's probably, probably true. Tell my dad. I don't know if I would tell my dad, but I would tell my mom and she would tell my dad. <laughs> because I don't think I'd tell my mom either. I don't think I'd tell mom any might not, fucking buddy because I don't need them to yeah, know that about us. Sometimes, sometimes my mom can keep a secret. <laughs> when I, when I, t- I told, but if she I thinks told, it's important like that I, other people know, I you told, want somebody um, to keep a secret, you better tell John. <laughs> I told don't tell Carly's like. mom that I was going to propose to her like months before I did with Carly. <laughs> and I was like... I just wanted to talk to somebody about it. And she goes, well, I won't tell anyone. And I'm like, oh, okay. I assumed she was going to tell her her husband. She did not. <laughs> Nobody He was knew. like, wow. And I was like, Legit, she kept Tim? that secret. She probably told all her friends at work. She told but... no one. I was if like, you Damn. tell John a secret, he won't tell me unless you tell him that he can. Oh, I know. And even then, he won't. Oh, I know. He knows all kinds of stuff. Which is terrible because he's supposed to tell me because we're married. It's a no. partnership. <laughs> what you know, I know. That's not no. true. I know he's he like this, but you know, everybody knows. <laughs> I don't have any friends. Who am I going to tell? The podcast. <laughs> I have Carly. I got friend. <laughs> and if I tell Carly, she will tell you. No, no. You are a terrible secret keeper. That reminds me. Carly. Off the podcast, ask me a question about this. <laughs> about secrets? It's just us girls here. What's going on? <laughs> one of my coworkers was like, did you see on the news about this case? And I was like, I don't think so, but I do think I heard about that. <laughs> now that you mention it, it's jogging a memory of a golf game that we played. <laughs> Somebody else is a terrible <laughs> secret keeper. Headsets. <laughs> And, and people talk about stuff they shouldn't talk about in front of us? Yeah, I got, I got that quite what, a few of those. I guess. Is that what Tony hit you with the golf balls? No, <laughs> no, no this is on the Oh, I get it. I was just trying to change the conversation. Thanks. I do that all the time. It's so weird. I was like, oh, but I did hear about this. <laughs> I know no details. It's like, no, you're wrong. I got it. So they all leave, but Detective Bonnie, Boney pulls Nick aside and takes her to his office. And they show her the. They show him the clue. He scoffs. He goes, "It's it's an it's an anniversary game that she plays." And Detective Boney wants Nick to solve them so she can have a better it's understanding. Like, oh, shit, I haven't solved one since like, the first year. Amy's movement. <laughs> and I'd be like, "No, <laughs> this is my wife's private anniversary to message to me. I'm not doing it with you." There's a lot of things in this movie where they're, it's given that he's just cooperating. Where I'd be like, hey, have you heard the term eat a big bag of dicks? <laughs> it's, a, it's a technical term. Yeah. Like when she shows up at the father's house, I'm like, I'm sorry. Get the fuck out. Yeah, did they ever have a warrant for the father's house? No, but the alarm was going off. Yeah, yeah but I know. But then they come back later. I think they got a warrant <laughs> later. 
There's a lot of con- convenient police stuff. Yeah. That's just... Yeah. Like, and why would she be work. the one that showed up because the alarm was going on? They're following, following. following Yeah. They're following So the clue is, although this space couldn't be... This spot couldn't be tighter, it's a cozy room for my favorite writer. His face lights up. I know this one. <laughs> it's hilarious. That made me think of Parks and Rec with Ben and and his uh, oh, yeah. scavenger hunt. Let's just oh, think, I didn't think you were going to make it. <laughs> we did a scavenger hunt for a lady for Christmas one year. I remember. Me and the kids. You told me. Yeah, she needed help. For the movie, right? <laughs> Gwen so, thought that was a great idea. I was like, okay. Thanks for telling the podcast. It's nothing sacred. That your wife is dumber than you. Thanks. I didn't make those up. Thanks. John's not worried that I would fake my own death to frame him for murder because he thinks I'm too dumb. Mm. Are Gwen and Cross going to help you? Will they go to his work (laughs) office and Clue 2 is on his desk? I feel like Gwen would help you. (laughs) She might. Cross, no. No. (laughs) He can't know anything. (laughs) No, actually, both the kids like John best. Neither one of them would help me. But Miss B likes you best, so there's that. Someday. So clue two is, hey, handsome man, let's go undercover. You'll be the spy and I'll be the lover. Um, Let's go over to the little brown house. We'll play hot doting husband and sweet loving spouse. He uh, reads this to Bonnie, um, and she notices there's some skimpy underwear bottoms. Are these yours? Um, She's like, yep. fun if they're role-playing. She asks, where's the brown house? He goes, I have no idea. Afterwards, Nick hauls ass over to his father's house, and once inside, the alarm goes off. Nick can't get it to shut down. The phone rings. Um, he call, He picks it up, tries to talk to them, and he has to answer all kinds of, you know, your mother's maiden name, your dog, mm-hmm. all this shit. Floofy. Yeah. This is bad. Okay, here's the thing. Which they did. My credit card got, or my debit card got fucked with recently. I didn't tell you this, but I called the bank and they were asking me, asking me questions that I didn't give them. Mm. They were like, (laughs) they were like uh, something about some dog. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, well, it's this and this. And I was like, after I answered the other ones, they're like, yeah, that's on there. I was like, I didn't put that on there. Mm -hmm. So something about, you know. Well, I had to call. The um, nope, don't talk about that. I'd call the uh sewage treatment, the city see how she really treatment. pays attention, <laughs> and they wouldn't because of this, and they wouldn't <laughs> tell me any information because I'm not on the account, only John's name it's is an amazing on the account. John's name, so they wouldn't even. I wanted just to ask a simple question about my bill, and they wouldn't talk to me. And thank god John was home. I'm like, he's here, I'll go in the other room, and I had to give. John the phone and then to confirm this identity he gave them his name and our address which I had already given them <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually answer it no there was no questions no your date of birth just what's I your address I could have given you the phone <laughs> That is funny as shit. The cable company like, Hold on. Hello. don't talk to me, and I know I don't. I'm not even. I don't even but try then she's like, to be on the account. Would you like to enter the account? I wanted so bad to go. Nah. Because way back <laughs> when I got my it. first apartment with my ex-husband, the cable. I was like, I'll pay for the cable, and they wouldn't put it in my name because back in like 1990, somebody used my social security number and got an account with the cable company, and they owed money. What's and your social like, security well, number? Well, I was six. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, did you, could, is there a chance your parents sold your social security number to somebody? No. Sure. No, Even if they did. There isn't. I didn't. I was six. And they were like, well, here's what you have to do. You have to go through all these hoops to prove that you have this social security number legitimately and it is yours and you weren't that person. I was like, I'm not doing that. Got a Neo on him. Or I'll give you (laughs) the finger. So to this day, I cannot have an an account with the cable company. (laughs) So I'm not on it. But I remember... when so my ex-husband like, and I bought the house. Or Verizon. Goodbye. There is a reason that Cox is the name of that cable company. Because they are a bunch of dicks. But I remember I had to call them once but because they turned our internet off. And they were like, we can't talk to you. You're not the account holder. I was like, I don't well, care. Yeah. There's been a couple of times where they wouldn't talk to me because I'm not the account holder. But that was so funny because I'm like, he's here. I'll get him. And then they asked. They didn't ask him anything. What is your address? Is there right. a such and thing as he already sky. told you that? <laughs> and I wasn't trying to change anything. I just needed a question answered, which they did answer, and they were lovely, That's and so it was, it was. Yeah, good, they, they have like, no idea if it was me or not. It could have been the dog, probably. Yeah. But she did not say, "Yeah, that's me." I could have been you. She's like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> this is John." Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, John. What's up, man? So, anyways, this yes. is what's going on. <laughs> like, Elaine's not around, is she? No? <laughs> cool. Here's what's going on with the suit. <laughs> I'm not on any of our bills. I mean, I'm on some of them now. They existed I'm, before I, we got married. <laughs> I pay them all and I'm not on You don't pay the internet anymore. Tony no, is the homeowner right. and all the utilities are in his name. <laughs> Getting me put as an authorized user on our Verizon yeah, phone die, bill was a pain treated. in the ass. Which time? We had to do it more than once. Yeah, so we had to do it like on. three times. I mean, I have our marriage license, so at least I could go and say, hey, we got married. Can I keep service? <laughs> Or well, could we start it up in my day? Or you could just keep hanging. They won't even notice. Yeah. That's probably true, yeah, too. Yeah, nobody knows he died until he, like, <laughs> unless you contact them, they don't care. Yeah, my, my, uh, the cable's it's still partially under my grandma. <laughs> it's still her password. And she's been for quite a number of years. At some point, they're like, are you like 109 years <laughs> old? Well, you know. Good living. You're an authorized user. I did not know that until right now. Turns out, Tony's just an authorized user on her account. Neither of us have a cable account. No, it's it's in mine, but all the the information, like the password and stuff, for hers, because I just didn't. I, I I hate dealing with fucking passwords anymore. It's, it's so it just can't yeah, that can't backfire on you. I mean, I got it all written down. In a little notebook. Do I know where it is? It's on my laptop. I keep passwords in the password chain on my in my iTunes account. I keep them all in the steel trap. Yeah, I know. If you something happened to you, I won't be able to do anything. <laughs> That's how I know she got. All right. Well, this <laughs> this has been a weird tangent about marriage yes. in this movie. So, <laughs> and so Nick, also a weird Nick, take on marriage. Nick can't get the alarm to go off, and and minute, not even a minute later, blue oh, lights. She was outside the door. Blue lights are flashing. He walks outside and like, what the fuck? It's Detective Boney. She goes, "Hello, stranger. Fancy meeting you here." <laughs> she says, "What are you doing here?" And he says, are you following me? And she says, well, I, uh, he said, I came by to check on the house. I do it once a month to make sure it hasn't burned down. She's like, can we look around? He's like, no. Yeah. This, and now the tone is, is becoming, house. the tone between them is becoming a little more confrontational. This is, yeah. This and is another leaves. thing. They find the journal in the house, partially burned. But when did he have time partially burn a, the journal? 
because you followed him there mm -hmm. and you saw him set off the alarm. Yeah, that's uh, one of those little Although, did he do it earlier in the day? Mm -hmm. so why would he go back to that house? I don't know. Like, if you did all of your nefarious things at this well, house, you I don't because I murdered my wife there. and I'm incompetent at it. <laughs> the uh, bony, bony or whatever, she shines a light on the house. She goes, oh, damn, I was expecting it to be brown. And he goes, nope, still, like, blue. still blue. And then he drives off, peels away. Then the next clue is, picture me, I'm a girl who's been very bad. I need to be punished, and by punished, I mean had. I, um, as I say, I will keep goody for anniversary five, so open the door and look alive. Nick punches his horn. Flashback to Nick and Amy. They were both let go because of the recession. Nick is worried, but Amy soothes them. And uh, after she, but afterwards, she has bad news. Her parents are in big trouble with their publisher and need, need to borrow from her trust fund. And he's like, that's cool. How much? He says, a million dollars. Which, how are you in trouble with your publisher for a million dollars? I thought she said they were in a lot of debt. Oh, they said something about the publisher. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what your publisher is doing for well, you. Well, if their book dollars. didn't sell... And they already spent their advance. Yeah. They have you to pay it back. Maybe, but this is this is book twenty of this. You know, yeah, what I mean? that's it's like true. I don't know. Like maybe. I mean, maybe they had to pay their advance back. Maybe. Yeah, or maybe it's a movie, and they just needed some kind of reason to take money out. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Hard. She goes, "Well, a million dollars will almost <laughs> wipe the whole thing out." Nick is very nervous, but at the end, they say, "Whatever. We're as long as we're together. Who cares?" Fast forward. Nick is looking rough eating Chinese and playing Call of Duty. Amy comes in and comments that he's bought a new laptop. Nick says, so I can't buy a laptop or a game without asking you, but you can just give away 879000 without talking to me first. And they fight. Nick mentions her like pre prenup. And in the end, Nick apologizes and says he's just having a hard time with the whole not working. Nick gets a call. It's his sister, and it's his mom. It's about his mom. July 7th. The movie kind of jumps back and forth in flashbacks, so it's kind of a bit to follow. July 7th, two days gone. Cut to a large uh, rally search party looking all over for Amy. Nick comes into place. Uh, it's all loaded with people. He's walking around shaking hands. People are passing judgment on him from all over the room. At the sign-in table, Nick spots a strange guy. We know it's Desi because we all know what Neil Patrick Harris looks like, but he's yeah. wearing the sunglasses and a hat, but you know what he's fucking him. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not doing such a great job no. of According to a quick Google search, in, I guess in the book, they asked to borrow money from her to be, because of the recession to keep the mortgage payments on both their place and her place. Oh, that would have made more sense. That would have made more sense, yeah. Because she has a brownstone in New York, yeah. and they have a place, yeah. and now there's a recession, and the books aren't selling, and they need the money to keep both houses yeah. from going. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> than anything with the publisher. But anyways, so they're walking around. Detective Boney sees Nick and asks if he's talked to Noelle Hawthorne. He says, why would I talk to her? And she goes, because she's Amy's best friend. He goes, I've never heard of this person. And then she's like, she has triplets, she lives on the street. And he's like, oh, yeah, we, like, said hi. Said hi once. On the street. <laughs> but Nick disengages and quickly goes over to Desi. But uh, Desi runs and gives him a slip. Nick is cornered outside by a local woman. Uh, she's super nice and wants to give him a casserole and get a quick selfie. Nick's like, yeah, whatever. And she takes a quick selfie and he smiles in it. But then on second thought, he's like, wait, actually... 
could you erase that picture? I don't need that floating around me smiling with some lady. And she goes, no, I'm keeping it. And he's like, please don't share. Said, please Do you, like, I'll share it with whoever I want. Yeah, and then he kind of reaches for the phone and she snatches away and he's like all upset about it. <laughs> so Amy's mom is pissed. Yeah. Nick is like homecoming king while people are literally searching the yeah. grounds for her, her daughter's body. Nick tells her, look, my mom made it a big, made, made it, it instilled in me that it's a big deal to always be polite. I'm just trying to be a nice guy because all these people are helping us for free look for Amy. So she apologizes. And then says everything smells like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we cuts to groups of people just walking in lines. Would you go fields. help look for some missing person? No. If it was if like I a knew. little kid, maybe. <laughs> a little kid. Or if it happened like right by the house. And I'm not looking for Amy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... But if it's like a little girl and it's in our neighborhood, I'll walk around. So you wouldn't seek Amy? No. Not this Amy. I mean, like, if they, if, the street, like, like, if they needed volunteers to, like, go through the woods, maybe. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> in, like, a big then group on Saturday. I mean, I might, but probably not. Because I don't think that's something I'm doing. No, no, no. Why did he... <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> very much one of those well, people the sun like, was out, so. <laughs> do I know this person or do I know somebody who knows this person? Yeah. Is it one of the little girls that lives next door? I'd probably go look yeah. for that. Yeah, if it was a little, <laughs> little, kid. A little kid. I, I see I'm them, we're friendly. <laughs> if it was a little kid or a dog. <laughs> yes, but if anything above <laughs> if that... If it was a dog, yeah. No. Tony would definitely go if it was a no, dog. No, it was a cat. Maybe a cat. If it was a cat, they already like, found it at Tony's house. It's like I might drive out to Seaboard to go to yes. somebody's restaurant. Yeah. I might go look for yeah. a kid that somebody near she me She says knew. that now, but we've <laughs> already been to Seaboard at the restaurant. I probably wouldn't. We're, we're, we're gonna go I have gone to the ice cream place that we're, Jessica's co-worker. <laughs> we're going to go to the same restaurant in two weeks. You coming? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. Here's what we can do. Is we'll drive here. Isn't supposed to be some kind of golf course that... Oh yeah, yeah we can oh, go yeah. golfing, Ooh, yeah. and then we can we'll go. drive here, and then we'll golfing. get in the car with you guys to drive the rest of the way. I think that's perfect. <laughs> we could go golfing, and then we could eat there because there's a golf course not that far yeah. from there. I think. I don't know if all four of us in all of our golf clubs will fit into your car. You mm. haven't seen the trunk of that Mercedes. It's huge. <laughs> fit three Amy's in there. Damn. <laughs> like five Amy's. And an Amanda. Wow. <laughs> well, Detective Bonnie is uh, at Nick's, and he's going over Nick's and Amy's financial reports. Uh, some real nice golf clubs and huge TVs were purchased, but they aren't around the house. See, and having good golf weird. clubs makes a difference. All right, there was another fart. I'm going to go get more gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> neighbor, it's like two farts, I'm out. The neighbor, Noel, hasn't uh, reached me yet. Bangs on the door. So it means it's your dog, not mine. No, no don't move around. <laughs> She's coming to you. She's, she's coming after you, Carly. She's bringing the party to you. <laughs> I don't think that's a party. I mean, it just depends on wow. who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, man. Noelle bangs on the door, and uh, the police escort her from the crime scene. <laughs> police, uh, we see The crime a... scene being the podcast room and those farts. <laughs> we all fucking just died. People continue to search into the night for Amy. Nick goes to his sister's house. Um... She's watching a, it's like a fake version of Nancy Grace. Um, she asks Nick if he has told her everything. He says, of course I have. She says, well, you've been off that ever since that morning at the bar. He says, I am off. Everyone is judging me and projecting their shit on me. And I just want to have a beer and relax. Margo says, okay, well, she just wants to take some Benadryl and go to sleep. 
Cut to Amy's diary. She and Nick had moved to Missouri to be close to Nick's dying mother. And uh, Nick is very excited to be close to his family, but doesn't seem very excited that she is there. Cut back to present. Nick is at Margot's, and he gets a text saying, I'm outside. It's Nick's girlfriend. Whoops. She's smoking hot and too young. <laughs> Nick is panicking that she's that she comes into Margot's place. Nick says, "Look, you have to be, you have to go. You can't be here. We have to be careful. We have to hide this." She says, "Well, you know, she kind of gets him to start making out with her, and they do the hunka chunka." The hunka chunka. Yeah. That the, that was definitely the hunka chunka. Ben, ben Affleck specifically picked this girl to be his. Did he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. She was a big like thing at the time. She was in some music videos and stuff. I have no idea who that is. I forget her name. But I wonder if David Fincher did because she he did all those music videos. <laughs> um. So he says, "Look, you know, she's she's telling him that you said you were going to get a divorce, and he's like, look, I am, but we got to get through all this and da 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 blah blah blah, usual crap." Yeah, like I can't leave. I can't get. Can't file for a divorce now. She's dead. You get Amy's mm-hmm. diary. Uh, Nick's mom's died. Amy uses the last of her money to buy him a bar, but it isn't turning a profit. Nick just uses it, and just use Nick is just using Amy for sex now. And it's kind of, it's it's funny because it's you know it's it's not real, but it's funny because he walks up to her, he, he fucks her from behind, and then he goes, "Woo, we should go to Outback." <laughs> <laughs> wham bam, thank you, wham. It was so funny. So Nick, <laughs> It goes uh, outback though. Really? Yeah, it, was outback. Just, it was just so funny, like offhanded. She was in the Entourage movie with his girlfriend. Mm. Oh, that opus. Yeah, <laughs> that was the not good Entourage season. Had Ronda Rousey in it. Nick starts going out a lot, and Amy is starting to get suspicious. Uh, but this time, before he leaves, she drops a bomb. She thinks she wants to have a baby. Nick is pissed. This isn't. Um, a quick, deci- quick decision for him. This is something they need to talk about. And he says, we can't just have a bo- one, be one of those couples that has a baby to save their marriage. Whoops. She says, save our marriage. But uh, they argue. She runs up to him to push him, but he's Batman, so he doesn't move. <laughs> and then he grabs her and throws her across the room. So was that push warranted by him? Was that push also, real? Also, was that push real? Yeah. That well, push no. wasn't real. That yeah. was in a diary entry. No, but if she attacked him, is he allowed to push her away? Yeah. She pushed... Now, she... I don't know. That that was really hard. That, that seemed excessive for <laughs> he, me. He goes like this. She goes like this. Well, she gave everything she had. Maybe. It didn't have the effect. I don't... I think he, he overreacted wrote. a little... Yeah, like he slammed her into the uh, banister. banister yeah. Yeah. That seemed him. excessive to yeah. me. But it's... She's an unreliable narrator. She's... Uh, okay, first of all, we know this is fake because she tells him later... That he's going to have to, she needs him to say that he had the credit card debt and that those were his things at Go's, which I think is funny that Margot's nickname is Go. I love that. (laughs) And he had to admit to the push. She says that. So we know this was all fake, but also. She's a goddamn liar. If somebody pushes you, you can push them back. It's not your fault that you're a lot stronger than them. And she ends the diary passage with now she is realizing that she has to be scared of her own husband come throughout the movie uh we keep getting it keeps getting touched on that the city in missouri is on the decline and that a major mall has gone under now it's abandoned and homeless people have taken it over detective uh boner 
Boning. Boner. 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 Whatever. I thought it was bony. You could just say the detective because it's the detective and then the guy is just a regular officer. So you could just say the detector and detective and the officer. Um, They do a walkthrough with a picture of Amy to see if anybody has any info. Um, She sees an informant she knows and talks to him. And he says, oh, yeah, I've seen her. She's been by here. And he, the Gilpin, Gilpin says, well, what does she want, weed or pills? And he goes, no, no, she didn't want any of that. She wanted a gun, something small that she could hide but keep close. But he doesn't deal in that stuff. So we cut to Amy's diary. It's Valentine's Day. She says she needs a gun. Nick wants her gone but won't ask for a divorce. We see Nick is haunting her in the flashback. He kind of walks through rooms quietly, shooting glances at her but not talking. She says it may have to do with the prenup. If she goes to her parents, she'll have to tell her tell them about what Nick has done, and will they believe her? She says she's. But so the reality stupid. is, at this point, there's no money left. So, do we care about the prenup? No. Would that be a motive? I guess she would own your bar. <laughs> I mean, it is because there's probably any. It's probably anything she buys with the trust fund is still hers. <laughs> so then she owns the that's bar. That's not how that works. And she owns. If but it's in the prenup, leasing. it actually is how that works because that's how a prenup works. But you agree to certain things. She ain't no punk, Holly. We want prenup. But she, that's what they're I'm saying. leasing so, like, the house, so they don't even own the house. Yeah. <laughs> like every so, like so, the, he might lose his car, and he might lose the bar. Yeah. But but he still has his job at the university. Yeah. Unless um, it turns out that he's fucking a student, and you get fired for that. Probably gonna lose your job. What are the that. chances of that? <laughs> and she says she would probably sleep better if she had a gun. So now it's July 8th, three days gone. Uh, we go to Margot's living room. Nick and his girlfriend have fallen asleep afterwards. Uh, he wakes up in a panic to get her out the door. Margot will find out uh, if she doesn't, so he shoves her out the door. In haste, he sighs a relief and then from and quietly closes the door. And from the kitchen, you hear Margot yell, You fucking idiot. You're a fucking asshole that lied to my fucking face. <laughs> How old is she? In her early 20s. How long have you seen her? year and a half. She says, you're a liar and a cheat. You're just like dad. He said, where did you meet just such a young girl? She says, she was one of my students in the creative writing classes. Margot's mouth drops open. She says, I thought writers hated cliches. He goes, well, I'm not a writer. He goes, oh, boo-hoo, I got laid, <laughs> I got laid off, so I better fuck a teenager. <laughs> and she goes, if anyone finds out this is going on, you're done. She goes, well, Detective Bounty found a pair of women's panties in my office. She goes, are they super twats? She goes, she isn't sure. He goes, so we're dealing with a 20-year-old who isn't sure where she leaves her undies. <laughs> also, there's one thing I've learned living with a writer is you're still writing. <laughs> Just because you lost your job at the magazine, if you're a writer, he's clearly he's not, not because there's writing. nothing because his story idea's been is empty. Yeah, you're still writing. If you're a writer, if you're a writer... You don't stop writing just because nobody's paying you to write. <laughs> this should have been the reason that they knew that he was not, did not um, murder his wife because he's, or maybe the reason they thought because he's not creative to think up this plot. <laughs> um. <laughs> we stumped Tony. No, Super twat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nick says, I, I think Amy left, left them there for me to find the underwear. Margaret says, have you seen what people are saying about you on television? And we cut to Nancy Grace's little show thing. She says, he's, he's out here flirting. Um, they show off the selfie of him smiling. 
Um, she has Tyler Perry on, who's Tanner Bolt in the show. He sticks up for Nick and apparently has a specialty in this situation. He says he will defend Nick if he wants. And Nick gets floored by this. I'm just so sick of being picked apart by women. And Margo says, you need to hire him. We cut to the city. There's billboards and posters of Amy everywhere. Even KFC has a little little thing on its thing about... She's not giving you any gummy beans. Bears, stop it. Gummy beans. Gummy beans. <laughs> Nick comes home and notices a lot of residue all over his kitchen floor. He grabs some ice cream and uh, feeds the cat bleaker. He sees the police... Um, have gone through his trash. I was thinking, man, that must be an old cat because that cat is not, it's just so well behaved. It's just sitting there and he, like, he breaks the glass at one point and he's like, moves the cat and our cats would be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> well, you took him to a cat trainer. This cat's just chilling. It's an orange cat though. Orange cats are weird. <laughs> <laughs> they have no soul. No, they have a soul. You sure? 100% everybody has a soul. I thought gingers didn't have souls. That's rude. You shouldn't say stuff like that. I heard that from a ginger. Hey, are you begging because he's begging? <laughs> At the police station, Detective Boney and Gilpin are going through the updates. Gilpin is still firm that Nick has killed Amy. But Boney says, no, not till we have any evidence. Gil says, come on. Uh, what's, what, what's with you? Do you have some kind of crush on him? He says, she says, don't talk to me like that, ever. As they talk, the blood pathologist officer comes in and says, Lumen... Luminol lit up his kitchen like the 4th of July. Because it's type, a kitchen. The blood type is B, and Amy's, and it's Amy's and a lot of it. Splatter indicates blood, blunt, tripe, blunt type force. Gilpin says, boom. Uh, Bonner says... But still the reality is, we don't have a body. Yeah. <laughs> she sighs and watches the TV show. Gilpin leans in and says, look, my wife... Uh, says Nick is the killer. Bonnie says, well, as long as Tiffany thinks so. <laughs> but she does point out, do you know how hard it is to prosecute a murder case without a body? Or a weapon. Or both. I don't know. Cut to Nick leaving the bar in a suit, ready for a candlelight vigil. He shakes hands as he goes up. He hugs Amy's parents. He has a better speech this time. Some of the women in the audience are like, man, he's so hot. And the other half are like, ooh, he's a creep. Seeing the public are starting to have opinions on him. He explains like that they do every time somebody murders anybody. He explains that look, he knows everyone wants to ask him, but he had nothing to do with his wife's disappearance. Amy is his soulmate, and he loves her more than anything. As he says this, he scans the crowd, and his eyes lock with his girlfriend. <laughs> she mouths <laughs> the word "asshole" to him. He says he hasn't uh, hired a lawyer let, yet because he doesn't have to. He doesn't need to. Noel bursts from the crowd. What did you do to your wife, Nick? Where's she, where is she at? Where's your pregnant wife? She's six weeks pregnant, Nick. And I was like, six weeks? That's what we're going with? <laughs> Gasps are A up. lot of women don't know they're pregnant yet in six weeks. <laughs> Gasps are up from the crowd. People start to yell at him. He starts to walk away from the crowd. Although if you're trying to have a baby, you're paying attention. And yeah. then runs. <laughs> Gilpin leads him to the back seat of a police car. And plus, she doesn't she she doesn't look pregnant at all, and she's kind of a little girl, so she wants to. They probably still could have gone with twelve. <laughs> yeah. Also, a lot of women don't tell their husband, especially at six weeks. Yeah. Back at Nick's. You don't know for sure whether you're really pregnant. Did That's you true. just miss a period? Was it a false positive? You know, like. There's too many factors. Six weeks, it's not surprising to me at all that he didn't know. <laughs> well, a lot of this is 
just inferred stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's just to make him look certain ways. Back at Nick's, Detective Boner, Boner's uh, tone has changed. Boney is tone has changed. No, Boner. She's, she's Boner now. Detective Boner's tone this has poor changed. Poor lady. She don't yeah. care. Did you know she was pregnant? Noelle no. Hawthorne is a nut job. Doesn't know Amy. He goes, well, you sure? And she throws down a bunch of photos of Amy and Noelle hanging out. Nick tell, she tells Nick that this whole thing is bullshit. Uh, the living room crying scene was staged to make a murder look like a kidnapping. Amy's blood's all over the kitchen, and somebody cleaned it up. She says one of the biggest things uh, people fight about is money, and you're $117,000 in credit debt. And he's like, what? He looks at her car and goes, I, didn't, I don't know what this is. I didn't buy this. I don't even golf. She goes, well, I do, and those are some great clubs. So goes, Tony okay. tells me while he's doing his notes. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh, did you see this receipt? And I'm like, no, I didn't like pause it and look at it. But apparently it's $7,000 for these tailor-made golf clubs. And according to something Tony saw. I, I, I was looking it up to see. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the clubs were and all that kind of stuff. And apparently, buy one? No, yeah. apparently Golf Digest wrote an article about this movie because they're like, we, we did the math. You can't buy seven thousand dollars worth of golf clubs at once realistically they said <laughs> he can't nick can't Taylor, you know tiger woods can because he'll get top of the line prototype blah 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 from TaylorMade. but they go the average person if you're just buying a golf bag that's really really nice with golf clubs that are really nice and even they said even if you went with pro balls and the best tees and all that bullshit and all the custom like, head you're gonna covers. get around five grand because it's just it's just ridiculous now i don't know if golf digest is just trying to you know Taking the piss out of them. But it was just kind of funny. They well, broke, it is kind of funny. Like, yeah, you down. can't spend that. They're like 13 clubs, even if they're all top of the line. How much do you think you're going to pay on a fucking, like, you know, four or, you, you know, know, six? <laughs> you know, they're not going to be $7,000. Even if you get the best set of irons we yeah. sell and the best set of woods we sell, the best yeah. set of hybrids The we driver sell, and the woods and the are going to be... the best driver we sell. <laughs> the rest of it... It's not going to be the best. Either way, that's what they're... they're all right, and if you buy those clubs, we're giving you the bag for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have seven thousand dollars, you can get the best clubs ever because even the best clubs are less than that. Yep. And she says, "Okay, fine. Know. That's fine. cheaper than a Rolex. <laughs> Not as much fun. Debatable." <laughs> she says, "Okay, that's all fine, Nick. But what about the life insurance? You just bumped it up a couple months ago to one point two million. He goes, "She told me to do that." And he goes, "She goes, uh huh." It is a thing that people do, though, especially if they were trying to have a baby. Mm -hmm. Let's bump up the life insurance. Then while they're talking, uh, Boner gets a call. She answers it and then hangs it up. She goes, Amy was pregnant. And then Nick smashes the glass on the floor and tells him to get out of his house. He's like, I'm done talking to you. He goes, I'm (laughs) never going to talk to you again without a lawyer. And she leaves. Uh, Margot comes in. Nick is arguing on the phone with Amy's parents, saying he doesn't know anything about the pregnancy. She didn't want kids. Blah blah blah. Whatever. She says he did. He says he didn't want kids because he's trying to protect Amy. She's pissed. Thinks Nick is hiding stuff. Nick shows Margot. Has been. <laughs> Nick shows Margot his box that he keeps, and in the box there are letters from the fertility clinic proving that he wanted to have kids and Amy didn't. There's a prenup in there. There's letters from Creepy Desi. Um, she storms out because she can't reconcile. She's like, why do you have a box of hate? Yeah. She can't reconcile. She can't reconcile how guilty Nick appears, yet can't believe that her brother killed Amy. Um, I would also keep the prenup. 
by the way. That's I mean, not that's, weird to keep. Yeah. Uh, the and the letters from the creepy stalker. That's also not weird to keep. You might need those someday. It yeah. Be the for if she goes missing. <laughs> this this they're gonna destroy your sperm, throwing that in the trash. That is a little. Yeah. Again, it's you know. Mm-hmm. Like some that, of this stuff is in the moment weird, but when you think about it, you're like, eh, well, they're really, building the thing. Not really. Yeah. No. I mean, it's also fiction. Yeah. We don't want to, I mean, no fiction writer, I'm sure, wants to show someone the perfect recipe to frame your spouse for murder. <laughs> There's that too. It's like uh, when, when a, like a WWE wrestling match, they do all the submissions slightly wrong. So right. that if you try this at home, you can't Because there's kids act, at home that Because will do some it. of those things can actually kill a person yeah. if done correctly. So they do them incorrectly on purpose. Yeah. But it's like, also, this paper might have been helpful with the police when they were like she was pregnant and you're like that seems crazy to me because we went to this fertility clinic and she didn't want to do it <laughs> well news crews live outside of nick's house now uh nick sweeps up the glass and talks to bleaker detective boney and gilpin are searching nick's father's house now gilpin wants nick to be put in jail boney says well we need to find a body or there's very little chance of a conviction why did he come here anyway, especially on the first night? There's something going on here. Nick's at home trying to figure out the third clue. The two detectives look in the furnace and find a slightly burned diary, Amy's diary. So Which now it is to on. Be the journal she gave him for the first like anniversary. Kong. It would have been so mm-hmm. like her, the psychopath. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. found it. He had never used it. That was just another reason why. Mm-hmm. And her little tally in her brain. <laughs> so Nick is going, writing all the words down in this poem or whatever, trying to figure it out. And then he thinks he does. Something about wood. The diary says... Well, That's where you take your kid to punch him, the woodshed. Then you make him build a swimming pool in the rain. <laughs> in the, we see our episode on uh, frailty. In the, I forgot about that. The I'm like, I thought they were digging a swimming pool. That's not what they were doing. Spoilers. You should check out the uh, movie Frailty, though. In the diary, um, Amy says that this baby might save their marriage, and maybe Nick won't kill her. Nick goes yeah, to the... That's what babies do. They make everything better. Less stressful. <laughs> they make everything less stressful. So Nick goes to the woodshed behind Tell you Margo's. about how babies work. <laughs> it has clue number four. Oh, and $117,000 worth of shit, including a tailor-made okay. clubs. No. I have found, they told me that I'm in debt and I don't know anything about it. And then I find my wife's anniversary gift, which has just been this big fuck you. And I have figured out that she is framing me for her murder. Because this is pretty much when he figures it out, right? Do I leave all of that shit in my sister's shed? No. No, I immediately, and once my sister sees it, we move it in the house. We move it in the house. Or anywhere else. I, would, I don't know if I'm moving her house. I, I want to get it away from her because this ties it to her. Yeah, but I definitely don't leave it in the shed because my yeah. crazy psychopath wife put it there, so I'm moving it. But it's also, you got to be careful to move it because the police are supposed to be following yeah. you too. So. But I'm I'm moving it. At least I gotta move it. piecemeal you're moving it somewhere. Yeah. yeah, one piece at a time. They don't see me right now. Maybe yeah. when maybe when Nick goes somewhere with the detectives, you call Margo and say, "Get that shit in the van." And she or takes something. that TV and puts it on the wall at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you keep it at the bar. 
They're not going to do a search warrant on the bar. What's at the bar? Or take all that stuff to the bar. You got an electric car. You got a TV. A lot of that stuff could have gone into the bar. For it to be not the golf club, but for the bar. (laughs) You bring the golf clubs in. You put them in the back of a closet. Like, yeah. Sneak them back to your house. Put them in Amy's closet. Once Nick finds, they already searched your house. Mm -hmm. True. Once Nick finds this, he knows that something is up. He holds his head and. There's a crazy noise playing because his world is shattering now. Now it's the turn. Amy, uh, we get Amy's diary, but it's not her diary. It's her speaking. She says she's so much happier now that she's dead. It's July 5th. We see Amy with large band-aids on her arm, like wrapped. And she has found out her husband cheated on her and set him up for murder. He took my pride and my dignity and my hope and my money. So he essentially murdered me. So, that's what we're going to do. So, she watched all the YouTube videos, read all the fiction and non-fiction books, befriended a local pregnant idiot, stole all the stories of her boring life for the diary, and told her how her husband can get violent sometimes. Then ran up some credit card debt, bumped up her life insurance, faked the pregnancy, um, stole the pregnant idiot's urine, and now the pregnancy is part of her legal record. People love a pregnant lady because it's hard, because apparently it's hard to spread your legs, Amy says. Set up a crime scene that is hokey, then bleed all over the floor, but you have to bleed a lot and clean it up sloppy like he would. Leave the murder weapon in the fireplace and make 300 entries in a diary. And Nick thought he was the writer. Create likable characters and then add fear, doubt, and abuse. Change the code on Nick's dad's house. Fill the shed with presents at Margot's. Buy a car with cash on Craigslist. And once he's in jail, commit suicide and float down to the bottom of the lake with all the other inconvenient women. She cuts How does she head. know there's women down there? Oh. That's what you do with women. You get rid of them and throw them in the lake, right? So you put them on boats and send all those sorrows. Those, those are babies. That's babies. That's babies. Sorry. <laughs> she cuts her hair. And she goes through this thing that's called the cool girl speech where, you know, some women change the way that they are to meet men and to be special things for men so that men desire them and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, I'm not... Elaine throws her phone down because she's offended by this. Mm. No, work is texting me. It's annoying me. She eats a lot of food to gain weight. But of course you do things to make your uh, significant other happy. Do you really think I care about hanging out now, polish shelves? Well, I like the cool girl speech. Mm -hmm. The only problem I have with it is... She's explaining. She's woman-splaining. It's 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 kind of a weird thing. She's like, girls have to, some girls do this thing. They put the show on to meet men, and she's talking down about them. But she did that. She explains how she did that, and it's like, well, and I know she's just I know she's just pissed because Nick cheated on her. That's well, what all of this. She's talking is. about it, but she's also talking about like she put on a show to meet a man, but he wasn't. But he she's mad. Because he put on a show too. Yeah. Right. Like she put on a show because she wanted a specific type of man. Yeah. But he was also putting on the same show and she's mad because she was willing to do this to get that man, but he wasn't that man. He right. lied to her. She put in all this effort and didn't get what she was trying to catch. She was using, like, she thought she was fishing with the right bait she and she caught. wasn't. She got got. Well, mm-hmm. But it's she like caught a dorkfish instead like of a barracuda. It's like this game we played bait. 
I stopped oh, listening no. already. <laughs> but everybody, when you first start dating, you put the best version of yourself forward. That's not who you really are. So it's not like it's a big, oh my God, revelation that she figured this out. No, everybody does it's that. Way to go, you. Captain Obvious. And a lot of people will lie about things that they like to, to make someone that they like more interested in them. And eventually... No, I'll never like 40K, sorry, man. Eventually, you'll come you clean and say, actually, I really hate that. I just lied because I was afraid you wouldn't like me if I didn't say that. Or you get around it enough and you or, turns out you kind of like that. You kind of like it. Yeah, you try it. And you're like, you know what? This isn't so bad. I, I'm never going to tell him I lied about it because now I'm into it. Well, now she's in a cheap motel. You didn't like GoBots this whole time? Mm. I don't think she did. I bet you like GoBots. And no. she was like, yeah. I saw no. him. <laughs> I would never tell you that I liked GoBots. So Amy's in a cheap motel with a ton of cash and a money belt. And she's saying he does not get to win. Then she smashes her eye socket with a ball-peen hammer like you do. I mean, woo! <laughs> and like... She's, she's committed. She's got this calendar, too. This and calendar? Yes. Elaine's <laughs> very Canadian today. She says she's going to kill herself. I mean, what's that all about? Like, the ultimate ending to her plan is that she was going to commit suicide, and then they would find her body eventually. And some Timbits. And, and then he would go injection. Down on death row. And he would get... Yeah. So, like, this was the ultimate part. But... And then John and I talked about it, and I'm like, I would never commit suicide. I am the farthest thing from suicidal. Because <laughs> he, he was asking me questions. Just want to know if she's going to kill me no. like via lethal injection. No, I would never commit suicide. There's no way. Me either. Also, you might really want to punish somebody, but that's... But she's she's nuts. Yeah. That's the that, whole thing. She's crazy. She's a psychopath. But I mean, she's she's a like she's a like naggy wife or whatever. But she's turned to like twelve. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole point of the thing. Is she's nuts balls. You know. Well, it doesn't matter if she was a naggy wife or not. She's a crazy person. That's what, that's what it is. You know. Crazy bitch. Everybody's There's a naggy. song about her. Everybody yeah. is naggy. There's no such thing as a non-naggy. Um, well, I don't spouse. mean like that. I just I'm just mean, saying. Like, what do you mean by that? No. What do you mean? Come on, tell me. Mm-hmm. So Nick goes I mean, to like, see Margot. When I leave cabinets open. He says. <laughs> for 23 years. He, he goes to see Margot and he says, please, I need to speak to you, but I need you to give me 30 seconds and you just have to listen to what I say and not judge me. And she goes, okay. She sighs because she thinks that Nick is coming to confess that he killed Amy. Yes. Then they um, they open the clue. It's, a, it's Punch and Judy puppets. It's an old comedy routine about a man and a wife that make jokes and beat each other to death. Now, there's a certain age range where you have no idea who Punch and Judy are. Nobody does. Who well, I knew what Punch I mean, and I Judy knew were. It, I knew and what you it did was, too. Kind of. But there's a certain but age range like... where you... did. Had you had ever heard of Punch and Judy, Carly? I've heard the names, so but I didn't know what they were. But, like, <laughs> I instantly recognize them as a Punch and Judy. Yeah. And But there's, like, there's an... This is a real weird reference. It'd be like a Laurel and Hardy reference yeah. or like a Charlie Chaplin. It's just like It's real it's a, it's a real odd and like they don't but both him and his sister know it and his sister even says he beats her to death. Mm-hmm. But here's the, the thing baby. you just said so, like Laurel and Hardy and Charlie Chaplin. If you said, Hey Carly, here's Laurel and Hardy, here's Punch and Judy, here's Charlie Chapman. 
and here's Chap pictures Lynn. of what they are. And, Put the and name said, with the one right, right. Your name. I could do it for Charlie right, right. Chaplin, but that's it. Because you got the yeah. mustache. But that I would not know. You wouldn't yeah. know which one was <laughs> punching Judy and which one was I've heard their names, but I could well, not match their said, names to their faces. But if I this said Red Skeleton, do you know who Red Skeleton is? I do. Yeah. I do. I know, obviously. But do you know? No. Right. I would just match it Wait, to a Red Skeleton. Red <laughs> it's not a Red Skeleton. It's a person. <laughs> It's not a red. It's not red skeleton. I'm just it's, saying. But red it's skeleton. red skeleton. Yeah. Okay, but I'm saying Elena's right. No, they all have spine. Thing I wouldn't know what it was. But which and the interesting thing here I is that Margot <laughs> and Margot, the character, like Ben Affleck, is playing younger in this movie. Yeah. And it's Carrie very King is younger by yes. ten years at least. Mm. And it's very clear that they're, they're twins. Well, they're twins, right. and they're in their thirties. Okay. But, which seems like this oddly specific reference that his wife has chosen, his sister instantly recognizes, I needed something in the beginning about Punch and Judy. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, it needed to be something specific to them, their family, their something, like, like, I would have... Like, was there a TV show that they watched? Or, yeah. Like, I would have liked a reference to this early, how it references, like, this is something that he would be familiar with and instantly recognize, yeah. like, something from his childhood. It's just a weird it, It's a very weird, it's a weird reference. very convenient. And Margot was instantly like, you know, she beats her and yeah. baby to death, which is, like, a funny, yeah. you know, I just thought that was an odd. Yeah, it is, it's a weird one. Because that's a real old thing that if you don't know about, like... It's okay. like it's like in Point Break when he says, after you, Alphonse. You're yeah. like, nobody got that. Yeah, nobody. that joke didn't land. I didn't get that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick explains it all. Margo is floored again, but has to admit, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> a psychopath, but she's very good. Amy grows quiet. Does Missouri have the death penalty? Oops. July 6th, one day gone. We see Amy... Has a car, and um, oh, calendar. What, what's it called? I'm not saying it again. <laughs> Amy has a, a trebuchet. Shamamale. <laughs> it's a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Amy has a calendar with everything thing marked on it. Make an anonymous call about Nick uh, murdering his wife on the Nancy Grace website. Ditch the car. Kill self. She has it all listed out. Mm-hmm. But then Amy meets Greta. A neighbor at the mo- I get what what is this a hotel I feel motel? Like it's, a, it's like, it's like motor lodge or something. I feel like it's some kind of motel, but they have cabins. Yeah. So like it might be. Well, she says like something KOA. about the Ozarks. Yeah, like so it might yeah. be, it could be like, like vacation cabin cabins rentals, or something. But this is the Aussie. like weekly rentals or, yeah. in some kind so of rundown vacation. Like maybe it used to be a popular vacation place because there's a pool. Yeah. But maybe it's kind of rundown and like the whole city seems to be yeah. falling apart. Mm-hmm. But Amy meets this girl, Greta. Um, she's a neighbor at this place. This one's Greta. She's aggressively friendly and friendly and befriends Amy, but says her name. Amy says her name is Nancy. Greta has a busted lip and some cuts on her head. Amy's side of her whole face is swollen, and Greta says, well, we seem to have the same taste in men. And then a dude, Jeff, comes out and hits on them. And Greta blows him off. He's uh, Boyd Halbrook and... Logan. Yeah, so he's, his, his hand is Pierce. messed up in this yeah. too before I got amputated. 
Greta asks why Amy is here and asks about her eye. Nancy explains how she went to Nick's work at the bar and caught him kissing a young girl. And that she clipped her eye on the cabinet. And she's like, yeah, okay. She tells her the story about how he went. she went to go visit him at work. And he came out with his new hot girlfriend. And it was snowing. And he did the thing where he wiped her lips and then kissed her. And he t- and, like she tells the whole sugar story and then this story. And then Greta's like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So July 9th, it's four days gone now. Nick flies to New York and talks to Tanner Bolt. He tells Tanner his story. Tanner cannot stop laughing. He said, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. He says, this is an amazing case, and he is definitely in. He does have a $100,000 retainer, but he says he'll give Nick a, my wife is a psychotic vengeance machine rate. (laughs) Tanner says, "Um, dig up anybody that you know that might have something that we can cast Amy in a bad light, because right now she's America's missing sweetheart, and we need to get her to everyone to calm down on her he seems see like he's she's a very a good lawyer too yeah he's like you need is... to come clean about the girlfriend you need to show tell them the things that your sister's house like you need to tell them now so that they don't so, find it. so that you're not hiding it but the problem is they specifically seek out her exes mm-hmm. <coughs> who she mm-hmm. filed charges against yeah Nick goes to see you can go talk to this boyfriend who she claims raped her, but he did plead guilty to assaulting her, and that's not going to help your case. <laughs> but but what we do learn is what it does is sets up stuff later. Like yes, the what what she does to this guy is stuff that it mirrors she does later. things that we see yeah. her do later. Yes, but looking into these two specific exes. Yeah. One who doesn't really help became Nick. obsessed with her and became and went us. and beca- was institutionalized, yeah. and one who she filed rape charges against. Now, it, it's not going to help your no. case. This is the other thing. It just that, helps the audience see what's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. how she's manipulated them in the past. Now, I said to John, do we think that she was always going to be a psychopath, or do we think that part of this is because her parents? like rewrote her childhood to make the best version of her no and we're constantly like you're not good enough we want this version that you're not well that's a whole nurture nature versus nurture thing that's not something we can answer but but i think you're born a psychopath and then the parents didn't help and then this the other thing i wondered is so she desi he was her boyfriend in high school but when we see him, when she goes to his house later, spoilers, he is clearly crazy. Yeah, he's a psychopath. Now, too. but is <laughs> he crazy part? because of her, or what? Or did they meet because they were both I crazy? Think, I think that. I think they're both crazy. Birds of a feather, kind of, and all that. They had similar traits because yeah. they're not that common, you know. No, but She's I like don't less than 1%. like the second guy. I think. She, I think after Desi, she tried to be with someone who was normal, and then when he couldn't keep up the illusion she wanted, then she... Of course it's me. <laughs> what, the psychopath? I said, it said it's very rare, and then I said, one, two, three, four, <laughs> one, and four. And I looked at John, and I scooted away. And I said, of course it's me. <laughs> so Yeah, John would definitely be the psychopath if there was one in this John or Carly. <laughs> <laughs> good, good deflect. <laughs> well, it couldn't be me. I'm too hot headed. If I was murdered, some I'm a heat. You would have already done it. <laughs> I would have already done it. Like I can't. 
I can't leave. I can't. Be un- gone, gone to jail, girl. One of the things about psychopaths. <laughs> I'd be is very garland green. <laughs> is there? They don't register emotions the same way that normal people do. I'm over emotional. There, that's not. It's definitely not. Oh no, you you have some interesting emotional uh, triggers that I've not seen before. You think Carly would laugh if she killed someone? Yes. <sighs> yes. <laughs> she laughs when she. But doesn't Carly kill has a guilt problem. And I think I would turn myself in because I I couldn't live but, with the guilt. But the laughing. The whole time, like, no but what if true. the laughing? Because it's all the time, and it's and it's never when something is actually funny. What if it's like some like kind now. of weird psychotic tick? Like she doesn't quite know how to fit in, well, so she, she laughs all the time. There was that incident at the grocery store where she took that lady's toilet paper. <laughs> That's true. The toilet paper bandit. <laughs> I'm just saying. So what you're saying is it's not me. It's probably most likely you, but I think there could be a. I think a case could be made. Oh no, we're pretty sure it's you. But if you if it's not you, it's Carly. That's why Tony loves her so much because he's obsessed with the macabre. (laughs) Stop looking at me like that, or I'm going to put my head in your lap later. (laughs) So Nick goes to an old boyfriend. I'll go at my yellow uh, raincoat with the hat. That's mean. <laughs> he says. <laughs> Every time we walk the dogs and we go past oh, I told one them. of those storm drains, I tell them to watch out for Pennywise. Oh, I've told them that. Good, good uh, advice, I and, guess. And what's funny is Tony's like, well, she liked those movies. You did? Well, you liked the first one. The second one. Mm, you did awesome. like the first one a lot. Yes, I did. It was good. Look. I have that on record. It's a good <laughs> All of you liked movie. It. it doesn't mean I want to see it you again. Get it make... scare the shit out of me. But you loved it. I love it. Love is a harsh word. I'm going to have to pull it up. A strong, strong. <laughs> I yayed it. That's not the same. Okay. I'm going I'm to check it. I'm going to check the record after this is over. I believe all of you loved it. Oh, I did. Oh, I, <laughs> I like the second one, too. second one's all right. It wasn't as good, but it was yeah. good. You and McGregor. So Nick goes to an old boyfriend. Uh, he and Amy, he says that Amy had made a false rape claim against him and ruined his life. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, uh, now I'm on a sex offenders list. I can't, ha- I can't hold down a job, and I haven't had a date in 10 years. He said, uh, she, she, we were fighting, and she lured me over to her house, or uh, I, over to my house or whatever, and then she did some she stuff to me. showed up at my house. Did some stuff we to me. We didn't break up. I took a step back because things were getting a little... She bought him some ties and, they and had made it look fight, like... And then she came like over, she and they had some rough them. sex, and then... Yeah. It was pretty bad. The next day, calls the cops. It looks like he raped her. Yeah, and he's like, and the ties she bought him that he refused to wear are tied. And he said, to his "I was bed. looking at yeah. thirty years, so I took a, a to, I took a lesser plea." Because <sighs> no, he just sexual assault, and then he got what five or what? something. I mean, that is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if people who are truly innocent would take a plea, but you see it a lot in movies. Just take the plea and do your time, and you'll come home. Which right. seems terrible advice. Which seems like really shitty truly, advice from a lawyer. Who's I mean, I think it's often public defenders going, if you plead guilty to this, they won't give you time. You'll get to go home and we don't have to keep going with this case. We don't have to go to court for a year, you know, because court cases are expensive and Amy's family has money and he probably didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think that actually happens. You don't think people take play, plea bargains? If no, they're they actually plea bargains, in, if they're innocent. If they're innocent. Oh, uh, I mean, I it don't happened know. in Tango and Cash. Well, that's true. So we see it on TV. I know somebody but... who did it in my real life. So, <laughs> well, so I I'm do sure think it that sometimes. it actually happens. But... <laughs> do you ever really know when you're there? 
I know. You don't know. <laughs> were, were you there? No, I wasn't. Then you don't know. I was a kid. <laughs> you still don't know. Like, but I don't. I know. You, you never know unless you were there. So we cut to Greta and Nancy, and they're watching the this show, whatever it's called. I can't remember. Ellen or something. But uh, Ellen? It's not the Ellen show, but it's the Nancy Grace ripoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's Nancy, and Nancy, I didn't want to say it. So uh, she's calling out Nick as a murderer and of Amy and his unborn child, and Amy's loving this. Noelle Hawthorne comes on the show. Uh, Greta goes to pee, but as she's leaving, she goes, oh, that's that's cool. And then Amy's like, why? And she goes, because some rich bitch married a dumb asshole and got killed. Good. And when she's gone, Amy spits in her mountain, too. Like one of those long ones, too. Yeah. She's like, there's consequences, like, to getting married? I don't Like, it is a weird... I mean, she's some white trash. Well, and she says, I mean, granted, I don't, like, and she even says, I don't really think she should have died, but you know what? If you get to live a good life, maybe this shit happens to you. Yeah. Bad things happen to everybody. Also, if she's, I mean, she seems to not be a great person, as we'll see here in a little bit. (laughs) But also, if she's, she's white trash, she's poor, she's been abused by men, obviously Mm -hmm. we've seen this. It, like, it would be really hard if you have a really shitty life to feel bad for someone who ha- got to have everything for the majority of their life. Yeah. I mean, we, we do it all the time. You know, be like, oh, man, this celebrity's an asshole. We don't know that person. But the public opinion of him is mm-hmm. he's an asshole or she's an asshole or he's mm-hmm. cool and he's not. That's why I miss We don't know. Keanu Reeves could be chopping up people in his basement. We so don't know. That's why I really miss God, I hope not. Probably, that probably so, not. That would be, we had no idea if like, Stallone and Schwarzenegger were good people. You saw them blow. on TV and oh interviews. They seem cool. Yeah. You would. saw their movies. Yeah. That's the problem now is there's too much access to people. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can Look, go on fucking Brie Larson's Facebook page and see everything but, about her. Here, like, you know, I, I have I have an important question. Uh-oh. So if it came out... If Keanu Reeves got arrested for murdering someone, I wouldn't think he did it. Would he be white? The white people's OJ? <laughs> well, isn't he Pacific Islander? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's, I, he's I, I don't really Hawaiian. know. I, I don't really care. Is, is it Hawaiian? I think he's. But Hawaiian. like, it it but was that like, like it was like that whole thing. Like doesn't matter. I don't know. OJ Simpson was an icon, and people did not want to believe that about this icon. Well, but oh, Keanu I did. Reeves, I 100 percent did. I yeah, but now I'm not talking about you. But Keanu Reeves he ran is like one play. of those cut people left, cut right, that like is, a motherfucker. But Keanu Reeves is one of those people who is universally accepted as the nicest, most down-to-earth, mellow man. Like how you never heard that joke crazy no. like would 94. that be? No one would believe. That's <laughs> yeah, true. You never heard, so it would be, was, it'd be one of those debates. Or like Michael play. Jackson. I don't know, there are people left, that right, are like sure he was a pedophile and people who are sure that that was just a load of crap. They will die on that hill. Like but Keanu also, Reeves, that would be an interesting hill. But they've also I don't had, think he would do that ever because he's a great guy. But if, <laughs> but if it came out, like but, how interesting that would be. Like, did like, she have said he got when look, they killed his dog? Everybody believed all that shit about Kevin Spacey. Nobody even was like a Kevin Spacey defender. Well, there's two things. One, they've had people come out that were on the jury for yeah. OJ and say that they totally just lied and said he didn't do it because reparation for black people. Yeah. So fuck that. And then Kevin I'm not Spacey, sure I believe that either. <laughs> and then Kevin Spacey, like the first couple of things that I don't know how I didn't follow the whole thing, but the first couple of things were bullshit. 
Yeah. Like, this person knew who he was and was trying to get money out of, of him. Of course. And his mom was in on it. And they deleted all the... Like, it's, I don't give a fuck. I don't care about Kevin Spacey. I'm just saying. Nick, but there are them. people that yeah. nobody would... But people are like, I don't care. They suck. Yeah, but... But then who, there are people that they love. Yeah, like, but here's where like, OJ fucked up. He wrote a book that was called, If I Did It, This Is How I'd Have Done It. Yeah. yeah no, that, was, but, yeah. But, that was a mistake. But shit like that happens. But Bill you Cosby. still don't know if he did it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody like Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah that's, a, people, that's another one. It happens, man. You don't know people. You don't know exactly, people. Bill Cosby. No one would have thought that they, that he would have been roofing girls, but it turns out, sick fuck. Yeah, because you don't ever know unless you're there. Well, Nick calls Margot. He's got Tanner. Nick Cage. Now. No, Nick Cage would have done it. <laughs> He's got Tanner, but uh, he is very expensive. Margot says she has a lot of money in savings, and they will put a second mortgage on the house. We'll figure something out. But Nick uh, wants to go yeah. see Desi next. The day Margot found out that Amy was missing, Margot checked her finances. She was be getting prepared because she said, "I've already been, I've already looked into getting a second mortgage on the house." This girl is prepared. She knows what's online here. She. Um, that's probably because she listens to crime pod, true crime pod. Oh, she glued to this. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And Nick is watching it, the show that's on all the time on everywhere apparently. And Nick is watching it at the at the airport. And the one lady goes, well, if you if you pay attention like I do, you understand that Nick and Margo are close. They're very close. And then and then the guy behind Ben Affleck says, it's called twincest. And he just looks back and I'm like, what? So he's That's very gross. pissed about that. That is gross, but yeah. <laughs> it made me think of Aaron. Because <laughs> she had those friends that always used to make those twincest jokes. Yeah. Like, I understand Ugh. that... Like twins are closer than most mm-hmm. siblings, but that seems a little too close. Well, they're just looking for things, things to. Yeah, they're trying there. to make him out to be like, a gross, crazy person. Like Twincest? Only in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, I would hope that that is not an actual thing that happens. I'm sure. I'm sure However, I'm sure there are things that are all kinds of icky yeah, going like on of Thrones, all yeah, over that, the place. That was a thing, but that was there Game are of billions of British people. royal family. And There's. Billions of people in this world. I'm sure there is icky things happening all over the place. However, it it's it's not. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Amy and yeah. Greta is yeah. all, are also watching this pod, this show that's on all channels every day. And when Amy hears that uh, they're calling Nick a, and his sister incestuous, she says, "I'm going to have a smoke." She grabs a smoke from Greta, goes outside, and does this big dance because she's so happy that Nick is getting fucked. Um, she says, also, Missouri has the death penalty. She then goes to her room and calls the police to report some suspicious activity at Margot Dunn's woodshed. She then removes kill herself off the, to, the to-do calendar. It's on there like once a month for yeah, like pushing three months back. straight. Yeah. And it has a question mark. So like, kill myself? If you didn't do it right away, though, the time of death is not going to add up with the mur- with your murder. So you already missed your window. Yeah, and they will because they're well, pretty There's good another at that. one on that we'll get to in a little later. But um, so Nick pulls up to Desi's house. It's kind of like a fortress, and uh, he goes. He wants to talk to him, and he goes, well, "What are you doing here?" And he goes, "I want to talk to you about some of the stuff that Amy's done to you." And he goes, "Your wife's missing, and you come to here to talk to me about Amy doing bad stuff." And then he basically tells him to kick rocks and slams the door in his face. On the way home, Nick drives past the bar, and it is bumping. There's a line around the block. Everybody wants to get pictures and take selfies at the bar, the place where Nick killed his wife, you know, owns. Yeah. 
Because that's how people are. Yeah. Yeah. At the police station, Boney's reading the diary, and uh, the other detective says, well, uh, obviously he did it, right? And she says, mm, I don't know. Something's not right. This is all really convenient. July 10th, five days gone. Tanner shows up to help Nick. Nick runs him through the whole deal, and at the end, uh, it stops at his, uh, what is that word? The. The woodshed. <laughs> at his father's house. house. Tanner says, look, you cannot lie to me. What is in this house? Nick says, look, I don't know. And he goes, well, it's pretty important. The police have sealed it and taped it up as a crime scene. They're like, scene. whatever it was, they got it now. It's bad. At lunch, Tanner says, uh, we have to tell, like you guys were saying, uh, the cops, we have to tell the cops about Andy. Nick says, no way. He says, look, she's going to go pub- public at any second. He goes, no, she'd never do she that. She would never do that. They he always says, they do. They always do. Don't take it personal. He says, they also have to tell the police about the woodshed, but the bad part about that is that makes Margot an accomplice. He goes, but they have to get in front of all this stuff before it's too late. He goes, once they find out about it, it's, it's, it doesn't help them anymore. It just hurts them. He says, but more, than, more important than anything, we have to find Amy. He goes, well, how the hell are we going to do that? He goes, I, have, I have two ex-Secret Service guys that do this kind of work for them, and they're really good. Really good? He well, says they that. don't find her. He says that, but they don't find her. So so we cut to Amy slash Nancy and Greta. Because where she goes doesn't make any sense. Like, a lot of people, they're they're trying to figure out, they're digging in your history, they're digging, where yeah. would you go? Yeah. She just goes to some random motel to hang out until she kills herself. Yeah. That doesn't really make sense. So you, I mean, it's yeah, hard to you track somebody. Yeah. And she is smart. She bought a, a car off of Craigslist with cash. Yeah. She, nobody and she's knows carrying she all it. cash. Now, There's only one problem where with that did she thing. get all that cash? So she bought a cash. car. Who's it registered to? Yeah. Because when you it. buy a car, you have to have you know a bill of sale. And the first thing you do is you get plates for it. Otherwise, when she's driving down the road in her little geo, there's no place she gets pulled over. Yeah. Maybe she stole plates. They could have had her steal. Oh, okay. So then her plates get run, and it's like, hey, these don't belong to this car. Yeah, but only if she breaks the law would they run your plates. That's not true. No, they have they have readers. cars that drive around now and just read plates. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they did. Actually, I had no idea about that. How oh, many people yeah. do you think know about that? It's on the news quite often. Yeah. How many people do you think know about that? Well, everybody who listens to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, now a hundred people know. About it. <laughs> knowing it could half be the, more. And knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Um, but I bet there's not a lot of people that actually know that. Mm-hmm. But we cut to Amy and our Nancy. This is from two thousand and what? Twelve. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Were they there back then? I don't have that information for you. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cut to Nancy, Greta, and Donald Pierce playing putt putt. Nancy gets a hole-in-one and jumps up and down as in excitement, dropping her large money belt to the ground. Okay. Hey, look, we've all got that hole-in-one. You get real excited about it, okay? But why is she carrying all of her cash on her at all times? Because she doesn't trust that someone's not going to break into her room and steal it. She's in a shitty hotel. Yeah, but she... I feel like she's smart enough to know that you never carry all your cash. I think that um, it's just... It's that just, money belt wouldn't have came off. It's just convenient. Yeah. Greta and Pierce take note. That's a fat wad. She says, yeah, but it's mostly singles. But it's too late, they know. And she also should have, at this point, they know. Left. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she should have left. left immediately. But she also should have 
hid half like she needed like okay so obviously they're going to steal this money from me so i need to take some of it out immediately and hide it some here some there so then when they come to get it i can just give it to them and they'll leave and they won't have all my money that's true that don't throw your eggs in one she's basket she's very smart no nope, evidently she's dumb she she's dumb very homes. smart here's the thing though she's very smart academically well she, and she's manipulating. very she's smart at manipulating she also grew up with the silver spoon yeah, and has true. always had everything she needed and while he has hurt her nobody has ever hurt her in this way yeah so i think that maybe she, it doesn't occur to her like she knows they're gonna come but i think maybe she thinks they're not gonna look here or they're not gonna look, you know <laughs> because she also like you said earlier thinks she's smarter than everyone. Yeah. I'm going to hide it under the bed. They'll never find it. Of course they're going to find it. But I'm she... so afraid for her at this point. Too. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they're going to take all her money. And I'm like, you're afraid for a psychopath. What are you doing? She's on the run for framing your husband for I murder. Know, but, but there's that's... something about this that you get so sympathetic for her. But no, I don't. She'd be very upset. That's the what the movie... David Fincher. That's the movie, though. It, so you're supposed flipped. to. You though. go back and forth. Sometimes you like Nick. Sometimes you feel for Amy back and forth. It's They're all terrible people. Yeah. Except for Go. She's top shelf. Well, the whole time Nick is terrible. He's making all these terrible choices. He's doing all these terrible things. But you know his wife is framing him. Therefore, you like him. But he's awful. And you hate her. She's horrible. She's framing her husband for murder. But he feels so but, bad. But what, what, they do, what they do is... It's, it's beautiful. Is it's Amy, so well done. Amy's a monster. So everything that happens to her, they try to make you feel good for her. Like, you feel bad for her. Like, oh, yeah. man. Nick <coughs> is... They try to make him look like a terrible person little by little. You know, like, they keep throwing horrible shit out that he's done. It's it's a really good little game that they play. Yeah, that, because that they play. make you feel sympathy for the monster, and mm -hmm. they make you hate the good guy because... Yeah, that's what the news does every day. I know, but... That's the point. It's also... Like, every time that gangbanger gets shot, like, he was turning his life around. Here's his one picture from high school where he's wearing a suit. Meanwhile, he had shot 17 people. I know, I never really feel bad for those people. Mm-hmm. He committed armed robbery right before he got shot. <laughs> Late that night, Amy counts all of her money and puts it back in the money belt. And someone comes to her front door and checks to see if it's locked. Then, for some reason, she opens it and runs out there. I would not go out there. No, no. and I'm but, so scared. And I'm so deep in my. I'm so scared for you right now. It's yeah, so dumb. So, so stupid. <sighs> the I, next, the next day, Tanner's. What? I had seen this before too, and I was still worried about her. So it's stupid. It's a tense the next day, Tanner says Nick has to come on and do this talk show. Um, he and Margo disagree hard. But Tanner says, look, this is a ticking time bomb. Everyone will hate Nick. But at the end, they'll forgive him for coming clean. Ten million people watch this show. It's a lot of fucking people to have on your side. Tanner will train him what to say. Margo says, what, like a trained monkey? He goes, well, like a trained monkey that doesn't get lethal injection. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick gets an idea. Maybe he doesn't need to reach 10 million people. Maybe he just needs to reach one person. Back at the hotel, Nancy is wiping down everything and cleaning up all like her fingerprints and She's any kind of stuff. She's getting ready to leave, and She's she wants to leave. No trace. Greta and Pierce come and steal the money right from her, and she can't do anything. What's she going to do? She's like, I'm going to call the cops as soon as you leave, and like, no, Greta's like, no, you're not. She's this like, isn't your name. You're obviously hiding from someone. You can't afford to go to the cops. She said, you said your name's Nancy, but half the time you don't even answer to it. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty funny. These glasses like, are You fake. need to be careful yeah. out there because there's <coughs> way worse people than us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they take all of her money and now she is fucked.
No, not yet. That's the next scene. No. She is bad in a bad situation. Way. Yeah. She has nowhere to go. Well, almost nowhere. July 12th, seven days gone. Tanner runs through all the lines. Every time Nick is wrong, he gets a gummy bear thrown at him. Nick wears a tie. <laughs> Nick wears a tie and a watch that his wife got for him. What kind of watch was it? I don't know. I can't see. Amy calls Desi. He takes her in. She cries and tells him all the lies that she, he wants to hear. She lost the baby, and Nick wants to kill her. He says he has a lake house. She will stay there. Until He's like, why safe. don't you go to the police? And she's like, what is she? I can't remember what she said, but she's... It's some throwaway crap. You... But eventually she does convince him that he needs to die for her murder and then they can go move to germany or wherever the hell greece greece nick meets (laughs) his mrs i call her mrs sherbert i can't remember her name um and they're ready to go um you sure you want to do this and like yeah we need to and they're like okay and they're just about to go go start up the show and they all get texts because andy has spilled the beans she's gone live even amy and desi watch it and now Amy's parents turn on Nick. Tanner says, well, the funny time thing, to hit the old testy trail. The mm-hmm. funniest thing about this is Amy's parents are with Andy, the girlfriend. And, okay, there's no way. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like, I'm not, like, I might be at that same pref, uh, press conference, but I'm not getting anywhere near the um, girlfriend of the man who has now murdered my daughter. <laughs> it's your well, fault. Well, I'm now convinced. Yeah. But, um, so Tanner's like, yeah, we're not doing this. Let's get the fuck out of here. We're going to find something else. We're going to regroup and try and find another way to do this. And Nick goes, no, we need to do this because Amy has to see this. He believes it's the only shot he has to get her to come out. So they do it. And somehow Nick kills this interview. They don't really show it all that much because it'd be really hard to write. But he comes out on top. Because he admits that he is a terrible person, that he's flawed, and that he was unkind to his wife and that he cheated on her and, and that their marriage... her and... But that doesn't make me a murderer. It just makes me a bad husband and I was a bad... Like, he takes responsibility for all of the things that, you know, he did to his wife. Tanner says, that was amazing, but for now, for the next 24 hours, you cannot show your face anywhere. Nick says, no problem. Desi takes Amy to the new place. It's huge and gorgeous, and there's an under... But there's an undertone of it uh, being imprisonment. Yeah, it's very creepy. He says, every bit of this place has cameras, so you're safe. No one can come and go without me knowing about it. <clears throat> the next day, Amy familiarizes herself with these cameras. Desi comes with presents. Amy tries to manipulate him, but uh, he gets her some hair dye, tells her where the gym is, and uh, today they will watch the Nick, the Nick interview is going to air tonight, so they're going to watch it together, and then they can move on. She's like, I think I should watch it by myself. And he's like, oh, no, you should never do that. He's very controlling. Very controlling. (laughs) Which, he's like, you need to feel like yourself again. There's a gym over there. There's (laughs) here's some hair dye. She's like, I want you to look a certain way. And you tried to find the best way to say it. (laughs) I want you to look like this. So Nick goes to Margo's to watch the interview. Amy and Desi watch it at the lake house. Nick plays up uh, how he sucks and how awesome Amy is. Amy's apprehensive, but... Slowly, she starts to eat it up. He says he loves her and puts his fingers on his chin. Margot checks online, and people are starting to come around to Nick now. 
and everything looks good, except that the police show up and they have a warrant for the woodshed. Detective Boney is uh, not on Nick's side anymore, and Margo is arrested. I don't understand. Here's the one thing. What are they arresting Margo for is my question. I know, being an accomplice to something that they haven't charged Nick with. Okay, so he, Stolen even goods. if... I bought, so some, I have credit cards in my name and these credit cards were used to purchase this stuff, which I said I didn't have. That's That's not a crime. No, that's not a crime. I didn't report it to the credit card that I was. The the only complaining witness to that would have to be the dead wife. And if they found her, this would be a problem. (laughs) But like, this doesn't prove like. Between you and the banks. Like, okay. Well, you just found my stuff. And then we found it. Okay. That's a crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the bank has to want to prosecute that, which they probably won't. Again, they wouldn't be prosecuting and, Go for that. <laughs> and I don't think he would have even reported it at this point. It's only been, what, seven days since his wife disappeared? No, they probably report that right away. Well, but I just feel like this is not... There's well, no crime Ty- here. Tyler, Tanner says that Dirt. it's kind of bullshit and they just arrest Margo to fuck with him. Yes, and the, he had warned them, too. They're probably yeah. going to go after Margo to unsettle you. Desi turns off the TV and gets very demanding with Amy, but now she understands the situation. She thought she was going to come in here and manipulate Desi, get off scot-free, regroup, and get out of there. Desi has imprisoned her. She's not going anywhere, and she's not doing anything he doesn't want her to do. And also... She got away from him once. She said said something like that. Well, and also, like, she thought... Like, she knows that... Like, Nick is saying, I know what you did. And it and I want you to come home. Mm-hmm. I understand, and I he does it in a code. I understand. I was an asshole. I apologize. Come home. I'll be that guy. Like he's mm-hmm. he's manipulating her back because yeah. he understands, mm-hmm. and she's real. And like she sees this, and this invigorates her again. She wants to be with him again yeah. because he understands her. And the alternative is she's Desi's prisoner, mm-hmm. and he dies. So mm-hmm. it's like, look, we fucked up. We both fucked up real and bad. Like, or we can just go back to being a couple and work this out. Like, you gotta but think... neither of us is in a good situation. Like, she's crazy psychopath, and Desi is this crazy psychopath. And you gotta wonder how she kind of got away from Desi the first time. Like, I... Yeah. There's some interesting stuff there. Well, they got her Well, they were still and... in boarding school at the time. Yeah. So he couldn't imprison her in his home. He didn't have one yet. Yeah. <laughs> and he might not have been to this level before he was with her. Like, her manipulations of him might have triggered something and made him... You know what I mean? Yeah, and the fact that she can't call the police. You know, he's, he, you know, yeah. he got her. He got you now. Without... Yeah, you handed yourself stuff. to him on a silver platter. Yeah. And thought you could think your way out of it, but you couldn't. Well, at the police station, Tanner tells Nick to calm down. They took Margo to fuck with you. Um, without a body or murder weapon, they can't convict you without a confession, Confession, and they can't hold Margo for very long. Detective Boner uh, puts, puts all her something around her. Wow. Oh, she pulls out the Punch and, Duty, the Punch and Judy dolls and the diary. Um, and then finally, the murder weapon. The Punch and Judy puppets both have these, like, clubs that they hit each other with. But for some reason, they're, like, real clubs. And the one club has Amy's blood on it. And they found it the first day in the fireplace, but they didn't know what it was. So they didn't think it was weird. But now, going back on it, when they found the Punch and Judy dolls, they saw that it matched. Oh, my God, it's a club. Holy shit, it has Amy's blood on it. So now it's all out in the open. 
according to them. So now they got the murder weapon. And it is very poetic, though. And I, I think it's smart that the detective is like, this is just a little too yeah. wrapped up in a neat little bow. Yeah. That he would kill her with the Punch and Judy puppet <laughs> that mall that she gave him for a present. Yeah. Like... July 26, 21 days gone. Amy's back to looking the way she did before. Amy's been trying to play Desi, um, but now she's learned to kind of play up to whatever he wants. She teases him around, um, but this time, right before he leaves to go to work, because this, the way they're the way they're playing this is like this is the night we're gonna have sex tonight, and this is this is mm-hmm. the big night. So he's she's teasing him and stuff, and he's all getting excited. And then before she before he leaves the house, she pulls his. Uh, shirt out and kisses him and bites his lip and draws blood and messes his hair up and he's like what the fuck and she's like this is what the kids do or something and she's just and he's to like, make him look disheveled when he leaves like, on the cameras yeah she's he's starting to getting excited yeah but she makes sure to get it on camera then after he leaves she runs to the other camera she pours wine on her crotch and then screams and makes you know she makes it look like she was attacked for the camera that's watching. She ties a ribbon around her leg to make it look like she broke her restraints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner gets Nick and Margo out, and they go home. Uh, Nick says he dares Amy to come home now. Amy's busy. She's wearing ligature marks onto her wrists and ramming a wine bottle into her hoo-ha like you do. And her rectum. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Desi comes home. Damn near killed him. I couldn't. I couldn't do this kind of stuff. I don't mm-hmm. think I could. Im- I mean, nobody I can. Have, That's well. I have a high pain tolerance, but I don't register. think I could inflict like pain on me. I couldn't hit myself in the face with that hammer, no. and I couldn't have mm. impaled myself on this wine glass or wine mm-hmm. bottle. Yeah, right? <laughs> I couldn't give myself the Dracula. <laughs> so Desi comes home, and Amy give, gets all hot and heavy with him. Pulls him to the bed, you know, rides him, whatever, blows him, fucks him, blah, blah, blah. And then... And then he's coming and going at the same time. She mm. cuts his throat with a box cutter. Well, it looks like a scalpel, but they call it a box cutter. Mm-hmm. In the book, she poisons him, whatever. But um, there's blood everywhere, all over the bed and all over Amy. And while while Desi's choking to death on his own blood, Amy doesn't bat an eye. This is she nothing. keeps fucking him to make sure that all of there. his sperm stays inside. Yeah. And then when and then she, she walks fixes away, her she, like, holds herself. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta Nick's, keep it up in there, you know? Next. Nick is sleeping on the couch uh, when Amy pulls up. There's a large commotion. Covered in blood. She faints for the cameras, and Nick whispers, you fucking bitch, in her ear. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I mean. At the police station, the police eat, the police eat up her story. Um, the detec- Detective Bonnie is... Not sure on this at all, and she's totally back but with My problem is with him. He just goes with this? Nick? Yeah. Mm. Fuck you. But like, well, we just proved that everything that they found, I definitely didn't kill you. I'm not going along with any of this, you crazy bitch. No. I'd rather have the crazy story out there and be like, I don't know if he's telling the truth. Like, well, I clearly didn't kill her, which is what you thought it did. So we're done. Mm-hmm. This, is one of my, this is one of my favorite scenes, which is, which is really fun. It's a bunch of male detectives and then sweet little innocent blonde Amy with blood all over her and she's explaining to the detectives what happened to her Bonnie's there though or Boney or whatever fuck her name is is there Boner Boner's there 
And Bullshit. so she tells them all this horrible stuff that's happened to her. And all the male cops are like, oh, my God. And they're all, like, trying not to cry and stuff like that. And, bon- and Boner's like, this is fucking bullshit. And then she says, she asks Amy, she's like, well, so how did you get the box cutter if you were tied up? And she's like, what? Like, somebody's even questioning her. And all the other cops are, like, looking at her, like, why are you questioning this lady? And she's like, but, I can't remember. Yeah, she's like, I'm feeling kind of faint. And she just keeps playing everybody. But it's cool, though, too, because the male cops are all, like, you know, playing it up. And whenever they look away, Amy, like, shoots shoots a boner like these fuck you looks and it's really like you would want to be really careful because you realize this woman you you are a detective okay you're investigating this woman's murder and she shows up and you now realize that she framed her husband for her murder and now you're fucking with her you better watch out yes (laughs) you better watch out lady because the psychopath is gonna remember your name she oh, is yeah. writing this down. She so, is dead. She's gonna write down her little book. She will. to fucking with people. You might, you, might, you might want to take a step back. Yeah. So she asks Amy how she got free and why this and that. And Amy goes, "May I go back to where I was held prisoner and raped repeatedly, if that's okay?" And she's just like, "Okay." So Detective Gilpin tells Nick that she slit his throat with a box cutter, and which to which case Nick asks, "How did she get the box cutter?" And he's like, "I don't know. Just be happy your wife's home." Detective Bonnie tries to push again. Amy's, you know... Uh, Amy's like, if if this case had yeah. been kept in your incompetent hands, then my husband would be dead because he, he'd be on death row. He'd be on death row, and, and I might still be slave. trapped in that sex slavery yeah. then. And it's like, no, but you aren't. <laughs> and that didn't have anything to do with me. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we know that. Nobody else knows that. Yeah. Nick is watching, and Nick is watching from outside the room, and the, co- the cops go... Do you think you will feel safe going home with Nick? And she looks at Nick and gives this big like smile, and Nick looks at her and waves because <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. And then, uh, then they then uh, they all leave and stuff. And she just looks at Boner and gives her this like "you ain't got shit" look. And Boner's just like Jesus Christ. And she does it like there. There's just not. Tanner calls this a miracle in the Mississippi. Amy's back. And this is all great for him too. Yeah, he's in the middle of one. He's like Cochran. Um, so Nick and Amy go. Nick and Amy go home. Everybody loves Nick and Amy now. They're all cheering for him as they pull up, saying, "Oh, we love you, Amy. You're the best, Nick." Blah blah blah. She's amazing, Amy, and she's been through this horrible thing. Inside, Nick is like, "What the fuck?" Amy says, uh, "Well, uh, you can tell them whatever." You want, but we need to be naked to do this because I think you'll be wearing a wire. We're gonna see some Aflac. Yeah, see some <laughs> some bat dong. <laughs> um, like, so in the shower, look, it's bat dick. In the shower, Nick goes, "You are a murderer." And she goes, "And I fought my way back to you." You asked me to save your life, and I did. Yeah. You're welcome. And he says, "Well, I'm leaving the fuck out of you." And she goes, well, that'll look great, Nick. A kidnapped, beating, raped wife returns to her husband, and he runs out on her. She goes, they'll eat you alive. So he's like, oh, fuck. So he tucks her in and asks, if there was there even ever a baby? And she pats the spot next to her in the bed and says, there can be. And Nick holds in a laugh and is like, no, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> and he goes and sleeps in the, best, in the guest room and locks the shit out of his door. He slept with one eye open. Instead of, I, you know, I would have pushed a dresser in front of the motherfucker. He was gripping his pillow tight. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be getting a baby monitor. And I would have, I would be having a camera on me at all times. Oh, yeah, I'd be recording everything this bitch ever said. Oh, yeah. Ever. Me and the baby monitor, 
we would be everywhere together because the next time she tried to pull something, nope, let me pull up my baby monitor footage. It's like, I want to make sure you're not wearing a wire. No problem. I'd have figured out a way to record that shit. So August 5th, one day home, Nix puts his trash out just like the first scene in the movie. But a- and Amy has made him breakfast. The press conference for Amy's um, return is four hours long. Everyone loves her. They can't say enough ni- nice stuff about her. And Nick's like, can we go now? Um, Nick has lunch with Margot uh, Boner and Tanner. And they're talking about how he was framed and stuff. And Tanner uh, laughs his ass off again. He says, you know, you're the two most fucked up people I've ever seen. And I specialize in fucked up people. On TV, Amy stopped at a grocery store, and she's just saying how happy she is to be back, and Margot tries not to vomit. Mm-hmm. Nick says, I can't believe you're leaving me now, Tanner. He says, look, you have a book deal, you have a TV show coming, and your bar is franchising. You might have to thank her. Just don't piss her off. Mm-hmm. Nick tells Boner that, well, you have to do something. And Boner says, look, everyone, we fucked up as far as everyone's concerned, and now it's in the hands of the FBI, and they've closed the case. So... So I can't do anything. He's like, I can't do anything. She's not dead. Yeah. Her like, kidnapper I'm a homicide. was killed. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody to refute her story. So September 9th, five weeks home. Uh, it's at night. Nick is sneaking around. Amy catches him and tells him to go to bed. And she says, you know, you can sleep with me. He says, mm, I need more time. She goes, I would never hurt you. And I need Again. You, and I need you to participate uh, in our marriage he holds his fingers to his chin he goes I, I just need some time alone to get used to this mm-hmm. September 23rd seven weeks home Nick is in the mirror practicing telling the press <laughs> that, that his wife crazy. is a fucking crazy murderer um, Amy calls him down for breakfast again uh, this Nancy Grace chick is at the house now she wants to do a follow up interview they're doing some kind it looks like they're having some kind of party mm-hmm. slash well, they had set things set up for this person to mm-hmm. come do their interview. Um, and I'm sorry, I would not, I would do a lot like um, Ben did here and be like, fuck you. Yeah, and Nick does. Nick basically tells her to fuck off and she says... I tell her to go fuck herself with a rusty crowbar. <laughs> she says, look Nick, it's, it's all press. And she goes, no, you told people I killed my wife and fucked my sister. You can fuck yourself. She's like, I never said that. I implied this. Yeah. Yada. Then here, I got you a, a robot cat to go with your dog. Yeah, she's a bitch. But, that would be like, yeah, you can go stick it up your ass. He goes to get Amy. She's getting ready upstairs, and she has a small gift for him, a small box. And he says, nope, I've had enough gifts from you, thank you. <laughs> Never get me anything ever, ever again. She so, says, just open it. But he opens it up, and it starts to hyperventilate because it's a positive pregnancy test. Legs are crossed. <laughs> oh, she's a lady. Um, he says, nope, I've never had, I have not had sex with you. So whose baby is that? He, no, he says, you just, the sample was destroyed. I saw you throw it away. She goes, yeah, I threw the piece of paper away. She never, it's his baby. She never destroyed his sperm sample. Yeah. She contacted the sperm bank and asked them to keep it. No, because she's Neil a Patrick crazy Harris's person. Kid. No, it's not. Yes, it is. We are led to believe that it's going to be Neil Patrick Harris's because she made sure he came in her. Oh, I don't she think she held it in. But it's been seven weeks, so she knew she wasn't pregnant with Neil Patrick Harris. I, I, a hundred percent thought she used his sperm. I believe that we're supposed to believe it's Nick's. I don't know how it's supposed to be Nick's. She didn't go get artificially inseminated. She didn't inseminate herself with Nick's sperm. 
but I think that's what the movie and book are supposed to make you believe this is Nick's kid. I don't know how it's supposed to be Nick's kid. No, it's Neil Patrick Harris. Was it yeah. Desi? I don't think it was Desi. Desi. So I yeah. thought it was it's Desi's the whole time. kid. But anyway, Nick says, "Well, but it's not course, my fucking kid." Elaine doesn't want to believe that. So I no, but of course test. they're going to get a paternity test done because they have to make sure it's not Desi's kid because everybody <laughs> knows that Desi raped her. Yeah. So a hundred percent, they're going to get a paternity test done, which is why I believe that she used the same people who didn't really lean. Where would you get the box cutter from? But it's convenient for the plot, so they're gonna leave be the little no, big old loophole I, in there. I, I, I know don't you don't want to believe it, so you'll argue till you're blue in the face. I get I'm it. I'm not arguing. I'm you just are. saying I have a difference of opinion, and this is why I think that. Podcast lister, you can make your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Got it. Nick says, Look, I don't believe this. I want paternity tests, I want DNS DNA and she tests. Says, Ooh, I love tests. She says, I love tests. <laughs> so Sheila stats him. Louis it's was like going to leave, opera. but now he's going to you stay. You ever watch soap operas? are like, we need to get a paternity test, and they're like switching the samples. And <laughs> he says, I'm leaving you. And she says, okay, well, that's fine, because I won't have to teach your child to hate you. He'll learn that all by himself. And notice she does the son, son thing. Well, Nick grabs her by her head and slams her into the wall. and says, you're a fucking cunt. And he says, well, I'm the cunt you married. I killed for you. How many people can say that? Nick is lost, and he can't win. You didn't kill for him. You killed for yourself. Well, and she also gives a speech. <laughs> She's like, you think you'll be happy out there with one of those regular nice women? Midwestern girl. No, you chose me. You want me. I am it for you. This is your, I'm your cunt. Like, I'm it, crazy. But it is. Crazy. But it appears Nick, to be true. <laughs> but if you're Nick, you kind of have to think about that too. Mm-hmm. Like you, you were married, you loved her for years, you married her. Then you knew she was crazy and you begged her to come home and she did. And now you're stuck with her and you've been living this lie. I'd kill her. For, but like, he's got to be. <laughs> with a bunch of Like, cool. even there, like the mind fucking and the manipulation. Like, he really again. Has to be again. Like, again. <laughs> It'd be really hard for them to even go after you because, like, again, I'd kill her. So they go downstairs and do this interview with the. But there's a ton of people there. At Margot's, Nick tells his sister she breaks down crying, saying, "You have to stay with this monster for eighteen fucking years." And she goes, and then at the end, you get a hint that Nick kind of wants to play this game. And Margot's like, "I can't, I can't." He enjoys it. The sick. The interview airs, and at the they end it with, and we are expecting. Woo. Everyone cheers. The movie ends with the first scene of Amy on Nick's lap and talking about her brains. And the end. And she smiles at him, and it's upsetting. And I'm like, that's so creepy, and I start to laugh. And John's like, why are you laughing? She's laughing like she's going to do this. <laughs> Gone, John. I just thought it was so... Gone, John. Gone, John. It takes... It's too much work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. But... It's just too much work. So what did you think? John. Oh, well, my favorite character was Go. Because, <laughs> like a lot of options, my least favorite character is Amy. Because, obviously, she's crazy psycho hose beast. Um, my favorite line is, he thinks Velveeta is real cheap. <laughs> my favorite scene is a hard one, because I don't really like any of them. I guess when, um, when Nick and Go were playing board games in the bar together it's like oh that's cute because you know okay. twin cest and my favorite tertiary object is neil patrick harris's house because it's awesome Jesus. it's <laughs> awesome it's the bathroom. bathrooms have heated floors 
Um, uh, well, one of our bathrooms has heat. I know, but it's just I, so hot. You can't walk on it. <laughs> I will yay it because this movie, when I first saw it, was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those movies I was that like, oh it's, my, it's like it really it took me everywhere. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely watch it. After you watch it the first time, though, it does really lose something considerable. Yeah. When All these twist it. movies do. Yeah, once you know, you're like, eh. Yeah. There's still some cool shit in there. It's kind of like Scream. There's still some cool shit in there when you see the little eyes between people and stuff, little hints and stuff, but it really loses a lot of the steam after the yeah, first time. Thing. Yay. Carly? All right. Well, my favorite character is also Margot, but I also like the detective. Uh, my least favorite character, also Amy. Here's my thing about Amy. She spent however long planning this. Months. Presumably, because she had to get close to the unwitting idiot neighbor. Yeah, had to spend a couple months. Uh, <laughs> 300 minimum diary entries, all the research, all the books she read. This is a very educated woman who does not have a job, and they don't have any money. Why the fuck don't you have a job? <laughs> there, why is she went he, to fucking Harvard. <laughs> why is he teaching at the local college, yeah. and you're not? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> she went to Harvard, You're right. complaining well, about money. Some of it is because she has a million dollar trust Get fund. Get a fucking know? job. So she, had, <laughs> she had a million dollar trust yeah. fund. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. If I had multiple degrees from Harvard and Yale, I would have a job. <laughs> yeah, any job. <laughs> Anyways, this was a job. She needed something to do. <laughs> Okay. Idle hands and all. <coughs> Anyways, my favorite scene. The first time I watched it was when it, they reveal that she's not dead. And that she is playing the whole thing. That, woo, that really got me the first time. The second time, it was the aftermath of her coming home. And the questioning from the police that Tony talked about. And she's like, kiss me on the cheek. And he's like, fuck you. But he makes it look <laughs> like he did. Like the little things at the end. Um, my favorite line is when she says i'm so much happier now that i'm dead the uh the like now i'm free speech that she does there mm-hmm. um and my favorite tertiary object was the shed of debt good one it's like a toy land in there <laughs> you got everything what's you funny need. though is a lot of those things in it that are considered super expensive back then are not no. now like there's a drone in there like oh my god a drone yeah what are you like 50 bucks a uh, 70 inch tv what's that, like two three hundred dollars but anyway i will also give this movie a yay because the first time you watch it it's amazing hopefully you watched it before you got this far into the podcast um i but Sorry. the reality is tony picked it and I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> she like I watched it yesterday while he was out uh, with a writer's thing. And, uh, and when he came home, I was like, I watched it. And he was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> she never watched it, did she? <laughs> I did. I probably didn't need to, though. I think I remembered enough. And I've seen enough from him watching scenes here and there and me walking in while he's doing his notes. Mm -hmm. I probably didn't need to. It's so long. It is not a happy story. (laughs) It is not a Carly movie, but it is a good movie. So don't go back on the record and say I love it. (laughs) She did yay. Because I don't, but I will yay it. (laughs) Soft yay? Yeah. 
<laughs> you also did call you a psychopath during this. So. Mm. Perhaps I am. I don't know. It has not yet Just been revealed. It could be a surprise reveal. But I would say on the podcast in front of everyone, I don't want to have children. <laughs> I am aware of that. I knew that. That can never be a sticking point in my disappearance. <laughs> We've never fought about it. <laughs> Let the record show. Let the record show. If Tony does, I don't really know about it. I don't. <laughs> it was never it's on too, the table. It's a little late now. You popping kids out. Yeah, you can have dead before you get to high school, you know. <laughs> My favorite character is Tanner Bolt. Mm. Oh. Good one. He's good. My least favorite character is Amy, although I really hate Desi. Yeah, Desi's, Desi's a tough. Yeah. He's, creepy. He's, almost, because, he's almost worse than Amy like, sometimes because you're like. It's hard when you're watching him because it's like, is he, is this all the result of her manipulating him? Or is he also an evil, evil creeper? Like, I don't know. It's so, like, he's very upsetting. But she, Amy's obviously my but least you know, favorite character. You know what's cool about it, though, is NPH, why would you do this character? You know what I mean? Because it's he can. So, it's so cool because that he, he did it. You know he what I mean? He can do whatever I've been he on wants. This, he's good. I know, but I've been on this kick. I've been on this Agreed. kick. I've been on this kick lately that I want, I want more hero good guy people to play bad guys. It's so awesome when Matthew McConaughey is a bad guy. It's so awesome when... Tom Hardy's a bad guy, stuff like that. But, like, so many people won't do it. Tom Cruise won't be a bad guy. You know, it's like, that's what we want to see, man. You were awesome in Lestat. You were awesome in uh, Collateral. Like, play bad guys sometimes. It's cool. And NPH is, it's like, you. if you handed him a script, you know, you're like, Who, who's he supposed to play? And you're like, really? This monster? That's cool as shit. The thing about NPH, though, is, like, if you think about how much money does, how much... Doogie money did he get? I don't think he made that much Doogie money, to be honest with you. I know he made a lot of How I Met Your Mother money. Yeah, (laughs) But, like, so he had Doogie money, Mm -hmm. which, you know, made him successful, and then he gets How I Met Your Mother money. He can do whatever he wants. So he's purposely picking these weird roles, too. He does a lot of whatever the fuck he wants. And it's like, it's the same thing like Daniel Radcliffe. He's picking these weird. Because he got the higher He's Potter picking money. the weirdest <laughs> shit. Because she's he's just like. He's like, I, no, that's kind of crazy. Let's do that. Yeah. And he was fantastic as the bad guy in that stupid Sandra Bullock book movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he was so good. And I just. And I, he's just having a ball doing Because they don't have to shit. worry about their. They don't have to worry about their images. Because. Like, you know, The Rock would be awesome as a bad guy. But he's never going to play one. He's going to play yeah, a no, stupid like he, dude in the fucking shirt that he always plays. And these actors Yeah, that, but that's running thin. No one's going to see his movies anymore. Right, right. And I think the actors that were, really right. don't care about their image and just really... Yeah. I think you can tell that Neil Patrick Herrick really loves acting. And you see, like, the British actors that do all kinds of weird stuff. Sometimes yeah. they're good guys. Sometimes they're bad guys. Sometimes they do shitty movies. Because sometimes they're actors? They do, because they're actors. And you... Mm-hmm. And, like... In America, we build them up so they get to these points. They're like, oh, no, I could never do it, my image. But other places don't have that. And you can tell who loves the money and who loves the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's hard to say that, um, you know, because Harry Potter loves the work. But he doesn't have to worry about the money. But none That of money the... thing was taken care of when he was, like, 12. Yeah, but, <laughs> but when you think about it, any of them can get, can get could get whatever kind of acting jobs they want. And you, and he's so he does such weird things because he can because he doesn't have to worry about money. But he still but loves know, what's to What's the guy act. who played Goyle? What's he up to? Goyle. Goyle. 
Who's no, no, no. From Harry Potter. One of the henchmen. Oh, he was know. one of um, uh, Draco's henchmen. My, like, that poor kid, what is he up to? My favorite line <laughs> is from... Because he didn't make that Harry Potter money. <laughs> my favorite line is one of the diary entries when uh, Nick and Amy go back to Missouri after his mom, you know, after his mom... Because his mom's cancer. And she says, Nick is happy to be home, but I feel like something he loaded by mistake. Something he could jettison if needed. I feel like I could disappear. This is such a great line where you feel so much sympathy for her. Because, like, this is where she finds out. And this is where Psycho Amy finds out that he is not the person he's been pretending to be. That she wanted New York Nick. She didn't want Missouri Nick. And he's happy to be home. And he's surrounded by his people. And he feels comfortable. And he has stopped pretending. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. And it's just such a great, I don't know, it's such a, and, like, this is such a real thing. Like, people, they move, yeah. and they their life changes, and yeah. then they just don't fit. And one part of a couple is having a great time, and the other half is like, this is the worst. It's, I, mean, I also like, or... right before it, when she's like, we're moving to Missouri, his mom is sick. I don't mind, but I wish he had asked. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just such an interesting thing. I really, it struck me this time. Uh, my favorite scene is Amy's uh, reveal of how she staged the whole crime scene. I just love it. It's so great. She's so diabolical. My favorite tertiary object is the murder dress. That white dress that she wears right before she murders Neil Patrick Harris. Because it's, it's so beautiful. Well, she ruins it though. She does ruin it. But it's fine. She's also British. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Very British. Very What's her British. name? Greta's British too, but not that British. Like I've seen her talk. She's a, she's like a country singer or something now. Um, so is Beyonce. So. I this true. is the second time that I've seen this movie, and both times I found it very upsetting. Even though I knew the reveal going in, and I think that there's so like there's the thing about the reveal being spoiled once you know the secret is it is good, but. I think it is still just as good. You still feel the good, like, the atmospheric tension. And there were still times where I, like, like, when I worried Mm -hmm. about the monster getting, you know, beaten up for cash. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen to her. And you feel sympathy for her when she's with Creeper Desi, even though she's the worst. (laughs) And we can see her planning his something horrible to him we don't really you don't really know that she's gonna murder him but you can but you see her as she starts to plan something happening there to go back to her husband and it's it's really it's it's a good thriller i think as far as thrillers go it is quite good it's a real good and and it's a real good look at i mean it's a real good look at relationships like in because we don't like i asked carly i was like do you think nick ever hit her and she's like, no, I don't think so. And I know that that scene that, that she puts in the diary is fake, mm-hmm. but he does hit her at the end. Yeah, he bangs he her up against the wall. Fucking yeah. head. And apparently, uh, from trivia or, or me listening to 20 podcasts about it or whatever, apparently they did that scene like 20 times to where Affleck was like, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and she got like, she like got stars one time or something. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, how many times, you know? Cause, cause and they do show like, like a lot of people and, will get mad and hit a table or punch a pillow. That yeah. doesn't mean just because you sometimes do something like that when you're angry doesn't mean that you hit another person. Right, but he did. But I understand. He, yeah, he, it took a lot. But I'm just saying. It's like, I don't it's think an he did it before. I think he might do it now, but I don't think he did it before. 
Yeah. I And I think he would be willing to after, which is terrible because the longer he's with the monster, the more monstrous he becomes. The other thing but I was I... going to mention, I forgot but when we were talking about when you said that the bodies won't line up time-wise. I don't think the bodies lined up time-wise with Desi either no. because he goes to work and she she does the rape thing in the morning. And they obviously, they obviously any camera has the time on it. And then she kills him at night. Well, so. no, the first time she's just, the first time she's on the camera is to, yeah. it's multiple. Oh, okay, okay. She does that, that on a different, that was a different okay. day to show that she's been there over a period of time okay. as a captain. But the, and I think that we see her with the ligature marks. And I think she's done that over a period of days to build up the scar tissue before the actual murder takes okay. place. Because she comes directly from the murder to her house. Like, she steals his car and, well, she and reappropriates his assets and drives home. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense then. So me, uh, my favorite character is Margot and Detective Boner. I don't know what her name is. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character are Desi and Amy. Uh, my favorite scene um, is pretty much pretty much any scene with Margot or, or uh, Tanner in them because they're I love their characters so much. Like I love how she gives Nick shit, but she's also super supportive. And I love Tanner because Tanner's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" But he's a fucking like you're saying he's a fucking killer lawyer. Even in the end, Margot in the kitchen is sitting on the floor weeping yeah. because. This murderer, this crazy psychotic person is going to have her niece or nephew. And she's begging her brother not to do this. And he's like, I need you with me. And she's like, of course I'm with you. Why do you think I'm so destroyed? (laughs) Yeah. And my favorite tertiary object is $7,000 worth of golf clubs. (laughs) That may or may not exist. It's the shed of death. And obviously I hate this movie. It's my birthday pick, so it's one of my favorite movies. Maybe maybe not top ten, but it's it's in there. It's up there. It's a good one. It's definitely a good one. It's not top ten. Top I don't 20. think we've ever done a birthday pick that nobody that everybody didn't appreciate except for Captain Ron. <laughs> she still heard about that. That's a that is a. I don't mean to. It's it's that movie sucks. Movie. Well, I th- I want to say movie that's from her childhood. that John didn't like Wreck It Ralph. No, that's true. I forgot about cartoons. Stop picking them. Never. Sometimes they're really great. Speaking of picks. Next week. On the podcast. It's your pick. It's my pick. Nobody said it's Carly's pick. Well, I was waiting for Lane to say something. Well, I'm sorry. I thought I did a good segue. But I thought maybe before we did to that, Carly would do her thing. Find us on, you know, I need Well, you could. Find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email on moviepodcast at gmail.com. What movie would you pick for Tony's birthday month? But now it's over. It's over. What movie would you pick as your birthday pick? Whose birthday's next? If you were on the podcast. Random listener. What movie would you pick as your birthday pick? Now, March is nobody's birthday month. And I picked Romancing the Stone. Yeah. <laughs> Romancing? Romancing the Stone. The Stone, which I have not seen since ever? I was like oh. 12. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say ever. <laughs> and I have seen both Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. But I, I only, I don't remember Romancing the Stone really at all, which is going to be interesting to watch it and see how much comes back. My favorite of those is actually War of the Roses. We I talked the about Roses, it Just when I did. I love that movie, dude. Yes. 
the lost city. Because it's supposed but to be. But at the time, I couldn't do it simple. because of our previous yes. podcasting ramp rules. And uh, we, so changed, we have we loosened them. Now I can do it. All right, that's enough. <laughs>